evil. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again to the world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Where they say, make my day, or I'm the worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Drop a baby, buggy poppers. Lazarus, what's up, dude? Welcome to the show. Hey, man, thanks for having me, man. The legendary Mark McKenna, welcome to the show. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Thanks, that's, guys. That's the best we can do, Mark. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome to the show. Round table show. Hey, if you could draw anything for Big Two, man, what would your dream project be? I would love to draw She-Hulk right here on PSA. Welcome to tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show. I'm Zod Ryder, and I almost coughed myself to death there for a second. And we've got Johnny Alpha and the Jackal, as always. <laughs> You're right there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, we've got a, uh, That's a, trio long. Of, a trio of people here from the virtual world tonight, so it should be interesting. The VR Trinity. Trinity. There we go. Yeah, we, we're the new VR troopers. You guys remember that show? You know, like you a know Power what? Rangers ripoff? You know what, Johnny? I can't wait till you start using VR because you will understand. Totally. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm uh, a total. I'm a total pervert that can't keep my hand off my pecker. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm really on that level with you as far as see. I, that's that's that, that, that you. You put some high praise my way there, brother. That that just makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's not just that, dude. You don't just use VR for for. Uh, for those purposes, there's other purposes for VR, man. Lots of fun games and interactive, you know, porn situations. <laughs> <laughs> now, what we're talking about here is virtual reality VR. Uh, we've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks. We're actually just chatting about it off air. So anybody who's listening to in right now and are wondering what the hell we're going on about, uh, Zod right here has become like the, the guru of VR watching. And, uh, yeah, he's, he's the king of the Oculus Rift. Yes, he's definitely he the king Oculus of it. He loves that shit. And uh, he's been slowly trying to get us uh, in, you know, inducted into this web of uh, VR viewing. And uh, actually, I, I did a little VR viewing this week, and I nearly went blind. Now, I didn't see any porn. I saw like a bunch of videos of roller coasters and different like shit on uh, YouTube and stuff. And it was pretty cool. I mean, I like the, the, the one thing I do like those a lot, and I got a kick out of is every time you're looking at a video... Or like a trailer or something in VR, you can actually see the cinema you're sitting in. And you can look around and you can see like the theater you're in and stuff. And yeah, that was right. really neat. I like that. So I could actually like picture watching the entire film on VR. Like I could actually see it now. Like you were bragging about it about being able to do it. After you actually sit there and watch a trailer, you're like, yeah, I could kind of maybe see that. But I don't know if I could sit there for two hours. So that's gonna be a little tough for me to actually it, it program would, myself be- to do that. It would be easier and more nifty than like trying to sit there and watch it on your little phone screen, though. You know what I mean? I, I think I could probably I guess, watch but it. If you find yeah. yourself, you just got to find yourself a comfortable seat that you're going to sit in, you know, like a comfortable spot on your couch or whatever, or if you're going to lay down, whatever, and you'll and you'll feel and it'll be great. You'll, yeah, you'll no, enjoy but, it. but that be... defies the purpose though, because the whole purpose of VR is to be able to look around and. and interact with, you know, your surroundings and stuff. It's not just, yeah, oh, if you're just going to sit there and watch a movie, that's cool, but, I mean, I can just do that on my big screen TV and it's on, you know, 
Right. But see, the thing is, okay, here's the thing. If you sit on your, you sit on your couch, you sit on your favorite seat in your couch and you're comfortable, you can still look around and you can see your surroundings and you can see the other seats. You can see the exit sign. You can see all the, see, if you, if you use the Oculus theater, it's nice because it's lit up really, really nice and you can see, you know, and, and when you, like, for example, you know, you mentioned the trailers and that's, that's what got me excited about it. I, you know, when I first tried it out, I watched a trailer. I think it was for uh, I don't know. I don't remember what movie it was. I think Skull it was God, Island. Gods of, Skull. No, it was a trailer for Gods of Egypt. Oh yeah, and, no. and I was like, and I was like, Good this is amazing. I mean, it just looked. It just. I mean, the way it lit up, and it, it looked like you were in a really high class movie theater, and you looked around, you could see all the the, the seating, and it was very very detailed. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know that if you want that experience at home, that's the best way to get it, I guess. Hmm. It's cool, and like I said, for trailers it works. I just don't know if I can sit there for two hours and watch an entire film. That's that might be a little bit too much for me. Well, the problem I had with it is when I took the damn thing off, it took a while to like get back into like looking at normal things, you know, right. like with your real eyes. Oh, yeah, it, does, it does disorient you because essentially your brain, when you do stuff like that, they say your brain processes the virtual reality the same way it does regular reality so you're right. kind of it really blurs the line so it's disorienting so if you die in virtual reality you'll die in real life it's pretty funny much because i <laughs> i see a movie I, I watched a movie this weekend uh i watched a movie this weekend called virtual revolution and i was really really impressed with it because it dealt with this whole idea and you know jackal we've talked about this before that virtual sliders episode that they had where people were like addicted to virtual reality and there was a whole society where they'd given up basically given up on reality and just decided to live in the virtual world and they lived online and did and that's what this movie was technically about it was a blade runner-esque movie where you have a guy who is a cop who's investigating criminals and stuff but the situation is that there's a it's a virtual reality thing where in the virtual world you're doing what you want to do and the movie opens up with this really great scene where they're like they're like in this medieval setting and it's like a game of thrones kind of thing where they're they're sword fighting and dragons flying everywhere and the guy just stops and the thing that sold me on the movie was the guy stopped right in the middle after he killed one of the bad guys he he said I'm going to have to uh, stop it here, guys. I got to check my email. And he pulled up his email on the thing and he, and he said, log out and it logged him out of the virtual world. And he was back in the reality. And I was like, that is amazing. It just like, it set the tone really well for how the movie was going to go. And the movie really doesn't disappoint. It, it asks a lot of interesting societal questions about where we're going in terms of, it's like the anime. Huh? It's Go like it, it's like the anime Sword Art Online kind of then. Did you uh, did you watch Sword Art Online? Uh uh-uh. uh. No. Oh. Well it's like that. It's about like people that get stuck in a VR game and This is this know. this is where you have an actual choice where you can live you can live in the VR world and never come out if you want to, or you can live as a hybrid where you live in the VR world and then you come out and you live in the real world. And it's all about how the real world, you know, is kind of going into going to hell in a handbasket. And there's a lot of, you know, 
powerful people that control the real world and they're the ones that are they're like the the rich like the one percent they control everything in the real world and in the virtual world is all the people is all the poor people they like to vote their entire existence to the virtual world and don't want to come out and see the real world and there's a lot of really big you know social commentaries and things but this movie is not by any means, like a low budget movie, it looks really, really good. It's very well done. The it's a Netflix or like who uh, put it out? I haven't I actually, heard of it. I, I found it. I found it online from. Uh, it it was released through um, some company in Australia. The DVD is out, but I don't know when it's going to be when it's going to be available through. Um, you know, through other online sources. The only place I was able to get it online was through iTunes. Crikey! And. Uh, but it's available on iTunes right now for anybody who wants to who wants to see it. It's a fantastic film. I hope Netflix picks it up because it's. I mean, it, it remind it was it was a, it had a very cyberpunk type story in there. It had a lot of good stuff in it. And like I said, the only movie that I could say that it's comparable to in terms of the scope and the way everything looked was Blade. Strange Runner. Days. Blade or, Runner. What about Strange Days? It sounds a bit like Strange Days. It was a little bit deeper than Strange Days. I, I I have to admit, you you, I was really impressed. I didn't expect because I didn't know none of the actors. It was all a bunch of unknowns, as far as I'm concerned. And but the movie was well done. The acting was good. The stories were good. The the you know the cinematography was excellent. I I don't know what they were. I don't know where this movie's been, but I'm glad I'm glad I got to see it. It's a wonderful. Well, film. If- if it's an Australian movie, they kind of have a hard time getting distribution over here unless it's something there where they get an American actor to come over and be in it. You know well, what it was I mean? shot like, in the U.S. and the lead and the lead actor has an American accent, so I don't know if he's an American actor just uh, he could, he's an he Australian could, actor just talking with an American accent, but or what? But I mean, it, it's really good. Like I like I. I, I didn't know what to expect from it because a lot of times you see movies with those kinds of titles and you automatically think, you know, it's a low-budget film. Yeah, or it's, it's like one of them, that's, yeah, it's like one of them weird – Yeah, one of them sci-fi movies you get for like five bucks at Walmart with like the really cool cover, but when you get home and watch it, it looks like it was filmed on somebody's phone. Yeah, I love those movies. <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's what I kind of thought it was. I actually, those are the I best. Because like, I've seen a movie like that. There was a movie like that called Alien uh, – Something about like an alien invasion or something, and it was oh yeah, like the whole it looked like the the cover was badass with this alien on the foil. Cover. It was foil, and, and it was just like all shiny and pretty looking cover. They obviously put all of the production money of the movie into the damn into fucking advertisement. Yeah, because when you get home and you watch the movie, it looks like it was filmed in somebody's backyard. Yeah, I got like, one. I got one called Robot Revolution that I got at Walmart because I really like the cover. And it's actually not that bad of a movie if you if you don't mind the horrible acting, the really bad cinematography. If you don't mind the fact that it sucks ass, it's a good movie. Well, I, I actually <laughs> went on and researched this movie and found out this virtual revolution and found out that the movie was actually crowdfunded too. And it oh, was wow. also and not only was it crowdfunded, but it won all kinds of awards around the world at different film festivals and stuff. Wow. I think it won like best director and best film, like in a bunch of these like, like you know, lesser known like film festivals where they have these yeah. all over the all over the world. All that, throughout that, the that, happened me, that happened to me with the movie uh, The Walking Deceased, which was supposed to be like a spoof of The Walking Dead, where the cover looked yeah, really it, like it's really, really funny, badass, and it wasn't really that good. Did you no, like it, it wasn't. Really? No. Yeah. But the, the cover, cover was cool. really funny. 
Yeah, yeah, the cover logo is going to be hysterical. And you watch it like, did they shoot this with their phone or what? I mean, what kind of cheap equipment? I mean, it's like the cheapest movie uh, you can imagine. But that happens a lot. I mean, a lot of uh, movies that are independent and don't cost a whole lot to make uh, usually end up like that. You know, they, they put a lot of their money, as you said, towards the artwork and making everything look pretty and, and whatnot, so. Yeah. Well, the, well, there's entire there's entire film studios that rely on that, like the yep. people that make the fake Disney knockoffs, like mm-hmm. um, a Car's Life and and all those. I mean, there's a whole industry built off of having nice production art that looks iconic and recognizable to consumers. So, but yeah, the if you look at it, one of these movies costs like what maybe half a million to make, if that. And you know they put it on the market. It's going to sell at least two, three, four, five million copies, uh, easily worldwide, maybe more. So they're going to make their money back and then some. Yeah, that's what but I mean. Is. The movies are all the movies are always garbage, though. But I mean, like there's an oh, entire yeah, industry yeah. that actually thrives off of like that that entire idiom of like filmmaking. Just it doesn't matter what how good it is. We just fucking put a pretty box on it, and make it look like something somebody else already knows, and pff, there we go. There you we go. got our there hit. You go. By the way, uh, here we go. We have a top ten uh, for tonight. I, w- I want to see if you guys want to do this. I already have my list ready, but uh, we'll have it for the end of the show so you-, you guys have some time to prepare it. Top ten movies we would like to see in VR. Okay. Oh, that's okay. okay. So you guys have uh, about an hour and a half here to prepare your top ten list uh, for the end of the show. Um, so top ten movies we would like to see in virtual reality. That sounds good. Dun, Let's dun, see. dun. Put that together. Top ten list, I'm going to... Co- I'm going to kind of blow our end segment with the um, with the ten um, best box office results. But one of the most shocking news things of this week that really blew me away, and I oh. I got to say that our buddy Daryl Chambers, the California guy, really needs to get his time machine fixed because <laughs> Kong Skull Island completely has not flopped. It's done the exact opposite, which I didn't see coming. Like we all we were all making jokes about whether or not the world really wanted another Kong movie. Like who asked for it? I guess a lot of people because that damn thing is made like something like sixty one million. Yeah, but here, so that- okay, but here's the thing: sixty one million really is that a big opening compared to like some of the big openings today? I mean, if you think about the Arch. percentage, here's the it's, it's a big opening, but it's not a, a huge opening when you compare it to like other big, you know, blockbuster movies that are opening up at eighty-five, a hundred million. You know, for this movie, sixty-one million, it has to perform really well in the first two weeks for it to make back a big chunk of its production money. And I think it actually has a chance of flopping. It still does, even though it opened big. If it drops fifty or sixty percent next week, then you're looking at a second week of thirty million, then a third week of what fifteen million. Do the it's math. getting it's- decent. It's getting decent reviews though too. Yeah, it has to have now it has to have legs for it to be a profitable movie. Remember, this movie cost hundred and eighty five million dollars. It has to double that budget just to break even. I feel what you're saying, but I mean there's no negative that. there's no real negative word of mouth coming off of it though. You know, it's not Yeah, it's so not it has being... to have strong legs. If it doesn't have strong legs, it will flop. That's the thing. It, I mean that that's the gist of it. It has to have huge legs, it has to have extremely positive word of mouth. I've heard some mixed reviews, some friends liked it, some friends haven't liked it. But this thing has to gross three hundred and seventy million dollars worldwide for it to be a not a profitable movie, just a movie that breaks even. Right now, it's sitting at 142 million worldwide. So it's got a lot of money to make before you can consider it not a flop. So California guy might still be right on this. Might be a little premature to actually call him out on this one, Johnny, because this still has a chance to flop. It has a very big chance. Just because it opened up nice 
doesn't mean it's going to continue on, you know, making that kind of that kind of cash. Now, the one thing that might save it is the foreign market. If it does really, really well in the foreign market and blows that out of the water, then maybe we have a chance of it not flopping. But if it's just just mediocre business in the foreign market, you know, the thing is, the the King Kong, uh, you know. Saga, you know, story has been done to death already. Uh, yeah. The, the market really, I don't know if it's there for King Kong anymore or for the Kong, uh, you know, storyline. Uh, but they're trying. They're trying. To, they always try every few years to bring it back. Well, it, it, so, it's doing a lot better than I thought. I mean, like, I, I it's doing better than the I, last Kong movie. That's for sure. It's de- definitely doing better than that piece of crap. I mean, I'm still not excited for it. I'm still going to wait till it either hits the library or video before I, I watch it. But I mean, like, I, I'm a little impressed because I, I really didn't think that anybody gave a rats about King Kong and the fact that it has a strong opening in March. I mean, yeah, it's March. It's not a big opening, but it, 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 it's kind of cool. I just want, I thought we should mention it a little bit because we were all really expecting it to belly flop, but it, it kind of hasn't so far. I mean, it can still flop, but it ain't going to. It ain't, it ain't going to fall dead. Like um, no, I mean, I mean, worst case scenario, I think the movie will make about three hundred and fifty to four hundred million worldwide. That's worst case scenario. Uh, in that case, it'll at least you know if, if it gets to four hundred million, it'll at least be a semi profitable movie. Uh, so you can look at it as well. It didn't you know it didn't perform over expectations, but it didn't underperform either. It just kind of like made its you know budget back and then a little bit of extra cash, which the studios at least will look at that as in a positive. Yes, it didn't blow you know the the box office out of the, out of the door like they wanted it to, but it did well enough to maybe merit a part two to this or you know a franchise out of this movie. Uh, but chances are that you know that's the worst case scenario. Best case scenario if it has legs. You know you could be looking at five hundred million uh, domestic uh, foreign and about three hundred million uh, domestically. So it could be like an eight hundred to nine hundred million dollar picture. That's best case scenario. So I mean I'm hoping for best case scenario because I do I, actually I'm not a, a hater of the King Kong mythology. I mean. I understand that it's not a huge market for it anymore, but yeah, King Kong's all right. I mean, I, I could always, you know, watch these monsters. I think they should just do King them, Kong so. versus Godzilla. I think no, no. Yes. yes, eventually you have to see that. Come on. Only if the Japanese make it and it's as cheesy as the old one. I don't want to watch Gareth Edwards' Godzilla versus. <laughs> well, hey, Gareth Edwards, he's redeemed himself. Edwards version. I think, yeah, like the Japanese Godzilla and the Japanese King Kong. Well, how about this no, no, Jordan no, no. Uh, Voight Roberts, uh, the director for this uh, movie, Kong Skull? I mean, he seems to at least please the audience. I mean, it opened up nice, right? So. I'm talking about that this iteration of the Godzilla monster. I want to see a guy in a rubber suit. I don't want to see some awful siege <laughs> monstrosity that's too Dude, big. You, you're never going to see that again. Even uh, even the Japanese, I think, would do it with uh, a little bit of CGI these days. I mean, I don't think they're going to do a guy in a rubber Shin, suit. No, Shin Godzilla had both. I mean, like, of course, you got to have CGI, and like, they kind of are the forefathers of a lot of the technology we use. So, yeah, their Godzilla is CGI-esque, too. But, I mean, if you watch Shin Godzilla, it's a nice mix of both styles. And I respect that a lot better than I respect that thing that they tried to call Godzilla in 2014. Well, I respect that thing in 2014 more than the one in the 90s, so... Yeah. Well, I mean, about this, <laughs> back to the King Kong movie... And the movie I, did suck, by the way. I'm not trying to defend yeah. it, but... Anyway, go ahead. The best thing I could... The thing about this King Kong film that I can really get behind is it looks a lot better than movies that we had in the past, like King Kong Lives, which was a movie about King Kong getting a heart transplant in the middle of the jungle. I mean, it yeah, was an awful up with film. That? I remember that. Yeah, one it had Linda Hamilton in it. That's what. 
Yeah, fans try to try, fans try to be like, oh, it had Linda Hamilton in it, so that makes no, that doesn't make it good. It had a good actress in it. It's a, still an awful movie. Lots yep. of awful movies have great actors in them. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Just look at Fantastic Four. But yeah, no. who was good in that? Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's a good actor. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's a good. I like Toby Kibble. I like Jamie Bell. I pretty much like go. everybody in the movie except for Kate the Monkey Mara and um, that dude that looks like Richard Gere. What's his name? Oh, Young Gear. Yeah, Young Richard Gear. <laughs> yeah, Miles Teller. Dude, he does. Yeah. He looks like Richard Gere, dude. He looks just like him. I, he looks like a guy who has uh, an affinity for gerbils, for sure. Yeah, no, he totally's got a fucking <laughs> hamster up his ass. The, and yeah, now you know why J.K. Simmons was so mean to him in Whiplash. He found out about that gerbil, and that's why he tortured him. You guys didn't see Whiplash? No, no, I didn't see Whiplash. Me no. either. No. Oh, it's worth watching because J.K. Simmons just tortures Miles Teller, man. It's 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 awesome. Yeah, so you know, it's funny because a lot of folks uh, told me that movie was really good, and then I've been wanting to see Whiplash, but I've never gotten around to see Whiplash. That's not, I, I wouldn't say. I don't hate. I don't hate uh, Miles Teller. I, I don't like. I don't hate him as an actor. I think he's a decent enough actor. I think he was just completely miscast in uh, the Fantastic Four. But I, mean, I don't. I don't hate him as an actor. Well, I, I, I haven't seen enough of him to actually hate him. I've seen like Fantastic Four, Whiplash, a few things. Uh, he looks like he's got a promising career ahead of him, and I, I really have no opinion to him one way or another. He's just one of them pretty boys that like all the girls I'm friends with on Facebook like talk about how awesome and hot he is. So I, I kind of like watching guys that have that kind of rep get tortured in movies. It's, it's, it's settling for a hideous chud like me to, to, to see, you know. <laughs> I feel you. you. You're the type of guy when you were in high school, you would like hate on the boy bands just on purpose because all the girls liked them. No, I hated on the boy bands because their music sucked. Well, besides that, yeah. <laughs> uh, I suppose you know what I mean. Like, I like some of the I like some of the girl pop stars. Like, I I love Christina Aguilera. I mean, like, I don't even want to tell you the things I did to my body thinking about her. Well, she's not really a boy band, you know, though. You know what, though? I, on a side note, since you mentioned Chris, I, and I don't know why this like jar hit my, hit me when you said Christina Aguilera. I guess in combination of everything we're saying, but you she's got a VR porn. Not her. Yes, but guess, I'm down. Guess, guess who does? Guess who does? Willa guess Ford. Does? Ghost yeah. in the Shell. There's one Ooh. for Ghost in the Shell, Johnny. No shit. And I, I thought of you. I got it this weekend. There's one for Ghost in the Shell. You think of me while you're beating off to the major. I don't want to hear this. Yeah, that's, that's fucked up, man. I don't want to hear about <laughs> no, that either. No, I'm not. Like... I'm just saying that <laughs> I, saw, I saw that it's a, see that it's available, and I thought of you because you were talking about Again, it. Again, it still it doesn't uh, sound right when you say that. Like, but it's <laughs> watching not, porn, but it's, and I was thinking about you. Yeah, <laughs> I thought of Johnny when I used it. <laughs> Just the fact that you you got you got porn of the major that you you actually you paid for and obviously oh, I, I paid for dude I I seen it was available and I thought of you I read an article it said that you oh, can you read, you, you read an article show. now yes well I mean at least it was like a good anime porno that you thought of me at while watching you know <laughs> no, dude, I'm saying you could you want you were talking about you mentioned it last week where you said well about being I was up, talking about I was talking about how much I hated 
how much I hated the way the guy that plays Bato looks. I wasn't talking about like how bad I wanted to VR porn bang the major, man. That's never been a thing I've no, said. No, but you, but you were talking about Scarlett Johansson and you mentioned the, you yeah, know, she's a bland actor. That's what this is. This is a cosplay version of Scarlett Johansson oh. done. In oh, the- so it's not, it's not animated though. It's actually like. No, 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 no. They. <laughs> That, that, that would have made it even better, ever. though, if it was animation porn. Is this going to... Well, I'm sure that's going to be... I'm sure that's going to be available there's, there's at some one. point. I'm sure it's there's coming. One, yeah, there's one out there, I guarantee you. It's in Japanese, and you got to listen. <laughs> Literally, it's coming. It, it's got no dub. you got to listen to it like, hee hee, so And shit while you're... No, but if that if that that's the thing that'll that'll get uh, get Johnny to check out VR, <laughs> when he can, you know, there you go. Hmm. Do a job. What's it? It's a you're, just shower, you're showering me with insults. This show. I mean, not insults, but compliments. This show. So, like, I, I really am. I'm just gonna leave this episode with such a high self-esteem of myself. I mean, it's, I, I, I'm feeling the love tonight. There you go, Johnny. <laughs> Great stuff. Oh, all right. So let's move on to some news, guys. We have anything to talk about this week other than VR porn? Yeah. How awesome the new Wonder Woman trailer is. I don't care. How dead set you are on this film sucking, Jekyll. That trailer was <laughs> sick. The third trailer is awesome. I am so hyped for this film. And the fact that the the um, test audiences are coming back saying that they fixed the mistakes from earlier cuts of the film, I'm, I'm hyped for this, man. Like, I, I cannot wait for Wonder Woman. What the was tr- wrong with it? That's mm. what I want to know. What was wrong with it that it had to be fixed? What happened? Like, I, no, they don't, they don't well. post... But they remember, post, Rogue post, One had a lot of that too. Apparently, Rogue One had a lot of stuff that had to be fixed, and look how that turned out. So that's why I'm saying maybe, you know, Wonder Woman will be good. I mean, Wonder Woman's gonna be good. I, I'm, I got all faith in it, all the faith in the world in it. The and only then maybe, DC movie you'll ever have faith in, huh? The, no, I, is, I, I, no, I'm hyped for Guardians, uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy, but Suicide Squad two with Mel Gibson as director. That that's gonna rock. Matt Reeves' Batman sounds good. Basically, anything that doesn't have Henry Cavill as Superman in it or Zack Snyder's name directly attached to it, I, I'm looking forward to. So, am I the only one that found Gal Gadot's acting in the trailer to be atrocious? I guess. Obviously, because I found that I mean her acting was horrible in that trailer. Yeah, but she uh, is who was, she is, though, Jack. Yeah, like, but here's the thing. She's supposed to be this strong character. It's, it's Wonder Woman, for crying out loud, guys. Uh, I, you know, it, this is supposed to be a, a a character that is the equivalent of, like, Superman or, you know, like, but it, or, or Thor, you know, the, the majestic Look, type who's of character. Playing, who's playing Superman? The worst actor Understood, in Hollywood. but the two wrongs don't make a right, Johnny. Two wrongs don't make a right. Well, they were cast at the same time by obviously the same person. Right, and and it doesn't matter. I understand all that, and I'm with you on that. So, like I said, two wrongs don't make a right, and that's why I'm saying it still feels like utter shit. Like, I looked at this trailer, and honestly, none of it felt, like, very cohesive. The storyline felt sloppy. It felt like a ripoff of uh, the Avenger, the first Avengers Captain America movie in, in parts. It just, it feels like it could well, in a lot of ways, rip-off. in a lot of ways, Wonder Woman and Captain America have some similarities in their origin, though. When you consider 
where they come from and what their okay, well, stories you know, yeah, are. But the, so the, the one, not, yeah, but I the mean, Wonder Woman origin has been told in the comics in, in a few different ways, and even in live action, like the TV show, didn't you know, short so that origin. I mean, I'm, all I'm trying there's, to say there's is... There's ways it could have gone about it. Yeah, but there's ways it could have gone about it that it didn't remind me of the first Avengers. So but if it reminds you of the first Avenger, that's a good thing, because the first Avenger... No, because I don't want I love the first Avenger, but I don't want it to be ripped off by another movie. And the, one thing that really, the one thing that really cracks me up is you defended Scarlett Johansson tooth and nail last week. She is without a doubt a horrible actress. Her lies. But she's better than Gal Gadot. She's much better maybe, than Gal Gadot. Maybe marginally. Maybe mar- no, a lot. A lot. It's, it's like, like night and day, would, dude. And and she's actually hot. Gal Gadot is no, a Gal, she, Gal Gadot has a pretty Gal, face in a boy's body. Let's be real. Gal Let's Gal be real, guys. Man. She's hotter than I she's like. Built her, like she's built like a 13-year-old boy. Let's be real. I don't think so. Wow. That's a 13-year-old Let's boy. Let's be honest. Fuck. No, I said boy. Let's be real. Let's be real. I'm re- I am real. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson like has it. curves, man. That's a woman. So, there's a lot of hot, scrawny girls out there, man, and I I, I ain't got to body shame you. I am. I'm body shaming her for being like a 12-year-old gonna, boy. You're going to end up on a BuzzFeed video, my friend. You're gonna, <laughs> BuzzFeed's going <laughs> to... Uh, One day Gal Gadot's going to run into me and, and John Campia somewhere and she's going to kick her ass. I'm telling you right now. It's going to happen. It's going to put you down like in that commercial with her and Jason Statham where they just beat up people in a restaurant and sit <laughs> down while the guy's making a website. Like, I have no idea what the fuck that commercial's about, but I'm like, why are they beating those people up? I, mean, I wish that they'd put more context in that commercial. But, yeah, we no, can't Gal tell who the bald guy is, but we can tell the other guy is John Campia and he's getting his ass kicked by some chick. What's going on over here? That's going to be too, like, a headline one day, yeah. Yeah, that's going to happen. Chris Stuckman with you, too. I want to see that little crybaby. That's <laughs> wannabe critic. It Chris uh, Stuckman. Yeah, you- throw, throw, throw Jeremy Johns in there, too, while you're at it. <laughs> no. Uh, Jeremy <laughs> Johns. He hasn't hated on uh, Gal Gadot. Not no, like yeah. me and uh, Campia have, anyway. It's... Jeremy Johns, I, I refer to him as the consensus view. All he ever does is just voice what the mass opinion of something is. So if Wonder Woman comes out and it's a hit, his review of it's going to be positive. So like, I, he's yeah, not gonna, probably. He's just a yeah. go with the status quo type fucking clown. So I mean, he's he doesn't really belong to be there, but he should get his ass kicked. Maybe like The Rock, as Black Adam could beat him up. He, that'd be good. Man, I really don't like Jeremy Johns, huh? No, he's a, he's a puppet. He doesn't even have his own thoughts. He just goes with whatever's popular opinion. That's his review. He even says some of the shit I've read in other reviews. So he really has like the originality of a pickle. Oh, he's doing something. Wow. Like, that is banking on uh, on YouTube. Yeah, no, people love to be told that their mass opinions right, dude. And then they just we. You live in a world of automaton fucking retards, Jackal. You man, you comment on this daily. You talk about tars. Yeah, about sure. tars like, all over the world. Yeah, you true. try to play ignorance at this juncture. It's kind of it's kind of silly. It is. But he's, he's not harmful. He's not like a bad critic. He's just an original. So he's a harmless tard. Yeah, no. Jeremy Johns doesn't doesn't hurt my feelings, but I don't like him either. You know what I mean? All right. By the way, in the second hour, we're going to be joined uh, by a uh, possible new member of the roundtable, guys. 
Oh, so. he's gonna make a, he's gonna make an appearance. He got his his uh, stuff up and running. Cool. Yeah, he's been chatting me here off uh, off air, and uh, I asked him, "Do you have your headset ready?" And he's like, "Hold on." He sends me a picture of his headset with a huge ass. Like, have you seen the NFL uh, guys that talk on the NFL broadcast? And they have a huge boom mic in the front of their uh, headset. Yeah, he's, it's one of those. Like, this is uh, somewhere between maybe a. Uh, Two or three hundred dollar headset. Like he's uh, not playing around. Huge. Damn. Headset. He's showing the dedication. That's that's what Homie we need. From, yeah, that's what we need from new members. This is how badass of a headset this looks. It has both the USB and regular jack plugins. Pow pow. Okay, sounds like good. He, he's going all out. So Jason, uh, Jason Justice, aka One. That's that's a good aka. One. <laughs> He's uh, probably uh, going to be joining the uh, the show here in the next hour, uh, the second hour of the show. And uh, he's uh, a member uh, of the roundtable to be. He's been supposed to, uh, supposed to have joined us now for like the last three weeks, but he hasn't been able to get on here with us. He's actually an old friend of mine. I've known him for a long, long time. So it's going to be fun having him on the show here with us. And uh, anybody who wants to call in and join the fun... Do so. The number is 786-245-8127. That's the call-in number again, 786-245-8127. Uh, guys, let's go on, on a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll have more news on the roundtable and uh, hopefully some phone calls if somebody wants to call in and join on the conversation. Jeremy yeah. John's calling right now. I want to talk to you, kick your ass. He's going to bring it. Hey, He's going to bring, bring it. it. He's gonna bring, bring the motherfucking ruckus. He's gonna his Wu Tang sword into. <laughs> down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go talk stream live introduces our first ever iphone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iphone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the internet listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day seven days a week mobile talk radio from talk stream live now available in the itunes app store Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com, for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more. Superman homepage.com. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rogers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a short little Cuban feller. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. Roswell, UFOs, flying saucers, alien abduction. 
Are we alone? Information regarding this and many other questions about the unknown are only a click away at www.theufostore.com. Theufostore.com offers hundreds of DVDs about UFOs, aliens, crop circles, conspiracies, Bigfoot, suppressed science, ancient mysteries. Log on to www.theufostore.com and request a free UFO store catalog. Theufostore.com, the largest selection of UFO products on the Internet. Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your Internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom-built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Have you heard Mac Maloney lately? In your military career, did you ever see anything that came close to an unusual UFO sighting or... No. Holy <laughs> That was the yeah. Yeah. 10 seconds of uh, No. What are you That tra- was so convincing. Yeah. What, what are you trying to say that? there? Well, UFO is an innocuous term. That's the worst fucking denial I've ever heard. And I don't flying Mac Maloney's Military X-Files Friday nights at 11 p.m. Eastern on the Public Streaming Radio Network. We're back on the roundtable right here tonight on PSN-Radio.com. Again, guys, call on in if you want to get in on the fun. 786-245-8127 is the call-in number. As always, we got more geek news, more movie news, more uh, news around the uh, world of weird in Hollywood. And uh, what's up next on the uh, the table there, Johnny? Um, I'm going to have to bring up a new segment that's uh, from this past week that's really triggered me. I mean, I, it really just has me... So fanboy angry, and that's that people are taking to heart these early episode reviews of Netflix's Iron Fist, oh, and they're running yeah, wild. Yeah. They're trying to destroy it just because the first couple episodes come off as quote unquote boring. Um, I don't, I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but I love Daredevil. I like Jessica Jones was okay. I like Luke Cage, but all of these shows start off very slow. They're not very action packed to begin with. I mean, like. It, the first season of Daredevil, we got what maybe eight fights the entire. So I mean, like, and the, yeah, but Daredevil had that. So. Daredevil had that epic hallway scene though that like everybody looked at and they were like, "Holy shit, that was epic!" Yeah, that was an epic scene. Like, so it, it had its it, its moments where it was like so epically done that you know it compensated for the, the yeah. slow start. I, I agree with though. I think people are just jumping the gun on this series. Uh, Iron Fist is going to be fine. I think it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a fantastic series. Um, it, I mean, the casting looks why good. Why couldn't they get Why so. couldn't they get Russell Wong for Iron Fist? I don't understand. Why'd they have to get? I, I, that's that's my issue. Why Why did they have to cast a white dude for Iron Fist? 
Oh man, don't you're gonna go all SJW oh, on us? I, and... I just want to know. I mean, I want to know why. I don't understand Be, because the, the character has always been written as a blonde white man. It's a fish out of water story about yep. a kid that got stuck in a place where he never wanted to go, got dragged by his dad, and ended up persevering and becoming an immortal weapon. Not to mention the show's also gonna have Colleen Wing and. Shang-Chi, the master of kung fu, two Asian badass kung fu superheroes from the Marvel world. Why does all three of them have to be Asian? And why do we have to change races just to pacify crybabies? I mean, Correct. the character is a white guy. The character is Period. a white it's, guy. He has always been drawn as a white guy. He's always it's been Asian a white guy. guy. No, no, he's, he's just a white guy. He's just a, he's, he's like for example, like he he no he is like uh like the legend uh, the guy uh, legend uh, Carradine. Uh, in the show Legend, Kung Fu. Uh, oh, just okay, a, I see what you're saying. He's the same thing. He's, he's a white guy trapped in an Asian community, right. and he grew up. It's, it's like the same kind of scenario. That's Iron Fist. In so fact, his dad, a lot of Kung Fu, won- the, look, a lot of that series in Iron Fist are kind of like very similar in storyline if yeah. you like, actually look at them together. That's the same kind of story that we, that we have. So it's Iron a white guy in an Asian world. A modern day, it's like a modern day, going to be like a modern day Kung Fu if it goes well, his, by the comics. And his, dad, correct. his dad was a millionaire, wanted to find the sacred city of Kunlung, drug his whole family up there with his... Um, business partner who wanted to take it over he stranded them all up there and most of them died but danny ended up wandering and finding the ancient city he was hated he was put to the test he was actually um beat on by all the other kids but he ended up persevering and becoming a favorite of the masters and taming the dragon and becoming the iron fist it's not going to be the same kind of story if they just make it about some random asian guy that was supposed to be there to begin with you know what i mean it's it's not part of the canon and to change it to that just to pacify people on tumblr is is ridiculous to me i mean i'm if they would have made if they would have cast an asian guy i personally wouldn't care i'd understand why they did it but the fact that they they're doing the character is how he's written there's no use crying over milk that hasn't even been spilt it's not even milk there's not even milk to spill because he's always been a white guy like remember the character was created during the kung fu mania in the united states when bruce lee was the big shit and that show Kung Fu was coming out on TV. That's when this character was created on that time period. And so it's obvious that some things were copied. I think actually well, the show probably I, I copied say, this more I will than say that. this. Most, one thing that most people don't know about Kung Fu is that Kung Fu was originally supposed to be Bruce Lee's TV series. Most people yeah. don't know that. Well, if anybody who's seen the, knows if, that. Everybody, if, if you've seen the movie Dragon, the Bruce Lee story, you know that already. So, I mean, that, a lot yeah. of folks know that. But, yeah, but that's neither here nor there. We all know that they stole that from Bruce Lee. But even even that show had a white guy in an Asian community. The, the purpose of that show, the way they created that show afterwards mimicked a lot of the stuff that was already on Iron Fist. Remember, this was created around that same time period. I think Iron Fist might have been out even before Kung Fu. Uh, So they probably probably mimicked Iron Fist a little bit in that sense, where they had a white guy in an all-Asian setting, and and have it, you know, be that's a storyline. Like Ken Masters from Street Fighter. Right, something like that, exactly. <laughs> so, I mean, while the primary audience, for, you know, of comic book kids at that time were white kids, you know, it makes perfect sense for them to make this character a white guy because it connects to that audience because that's the, that's your target audience. So, it, it makes perfect sense for them to make this person a white guy trapped in, in this world that's completely different from our world. So, it, and it's still on Earth, but it's a completely different escape. It's an escapism kind of character, and that's why you got a white guy in an Asian world fighting, you know, as, as Iron Fist. 
That's why you get this kind of a storyline. Uh, you know, the whole whitewashing argument, I think, is ridiculous. People that are complaining about it don't know the character. They've never read the fucking comic yeah, book. They don't know anything about the history of the character. They haven't even gone on fucking online and done a Google search. Iron Fist, was he white or, or Asian? Wiki, yeah, wiki the motherfucker. Search, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the easiest thing in the world. People who are complaining online, shut the fuck up, give it a chance. I'm sure it's going to be good because look, they have not fucked up with uh, the you know the TV show so far. Yeah, you can say Agents of Shield is not a good show, but other than Agents of Shield, everything else has been phenomenal. Daredevil was great. Luke Cage is awesome. I mean, where are they fucked up? I mean, let's be real. Like Marvel is is killing it right now with these shows, especially on I, Netflix. They're killing it. I forgot a lot. I don't remember how many episodes it was, but it's the they only got to see the very first couple episodes. And according to them, it's very slow and kind of boring. But you can say that about any of the Netflix shows, really. To tell you the truth, they right. kind of all they kind of all start well, because, because they have to build up. You know, they yeah, have no, to it's build just, they're going and that, that's it's fantastic. I mean. Yeah, I'm not but, saying but, it's a bad thing. By the, by the way, how, how how can he be Asian? His name was Danny Rand. Uh, Danny Rand Chow. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's always been drawn blonde. Blonde, Correct. Caucasian as hell. I mean, like, I, I, I can understand that if Asian people were actually feeling marginalized and angry about this, but they, I've actually seen something where they actually went around and talked to Asian people about the character, and they said that they really won't mind as long as their culture is handled with respect. They're used to having white versions of their culture, and they think it's nice that we embrace it and enjoy it. I don't. I haven't heard a negative thing. All the all the really kind of crybaby stuff I've heard about the character being. White is just SJW crybabies that right. are taking anger for something that ain't even theirs to be angry about. Hell, remember, I wanted Scott Atkins to play Iron Fist for a while after he didn't get Batman. And he's a white he's a guy. He's a British white guy at that, or Australian, or the hell he's from. British, right? He's British. Yeah, he's British. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, look, this is the way the character has always been. So, yeah, crybabies, just shut the hell up. Please, just, you know, just go away. Well, I mean, another thing is, there's no outrage over Superman. Leave us alone. There's no alone. Leave Iron Fist alone. They're not. They're not outraged over Spider-Man: Homecoming, which obviously they have taken the Miles Morales Spider-Man story and put it with White Peter Parker. I mean, the chubby Asian friend. The way that the story's going, it's very more similar to Miles Morales: um, Ultimate Spider-Man than even when Peter Parker was the Ultimate Spider-Man. So, w- w- where's the crybabiness there? I mean, like, why don't we have a black Spider-Man? You know, it, it's funny. I don't think we'll ever see on the big screen the Miles Morales story, and it's a shame. Because I think that would be a, a great way for them to like reboot Spider-Man. Because we've seen Peter Parker told already now three times. So how many times do and we've seen it on TV well, before, also in the seventies. So how many times do we need to see the Peter Parker story told over and over again when you have alternate versions of Spider-Man in the comics? I would love to see Miles Morales done on the big screen. And, and it's his a shame where they don't do it. It really is. His origin and his style is actually a lot more. Um, it could actually um, blend much better with modern culture, just the way he is yep. and the way his story goes. It would be better than trying to squeeze P- Peter Parker's origin into another hip and urban scenario for the third oh, time. I, 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 I have completely to agree. agree. I have yeah, to agree. I, agree. I, think, I think at this point, the fact that they didn't go with uh, 
Miles Morales in the in the Marvel universe per se. I think that's a that's a travesty. That was a perfect opportunity. Well, it's not a, it's not a travesty because I mean the first time you see uh, you know in the Marvel universe a Spider Man should be Peter Parker. So I don't mind them doing it this time. But the next reboot be Miles Morales because I, I it would be kind of weird also to have the first Spider Man ever in the MCU. Well, you gotta be figure Miles Morales. Okay, gotta figure, That'd be a little weird. Thing, so here's the thing though. Well, if we know, had the first Ant Man, the Ultimates. Maybe they might do the Ultimates version in this Marvel universe. Maybe they'll kill off Peter Parker at the end of Homecoming. We don't know. I mean, right. that's, that's the good part about Joe, it. You never know. Oh, well, we do see Tom Holland in um, Infinity War promos being ready, getting ready to shoot. So uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure he survives. Spider-Man goes to the prom. But maybe, hopefully Thanos murders him. That'd be great. Yeah, I don't think you're going to see him die off anytime soon because the whole purpose of them going with such a young actor. The whole purpose of the whole purpose of them going with such a young actor is so they can carry this actor for multiple pictures and have him go through at least two or three years of him in high school because they wanted to go back to the basic of Peter Parker, the teenager in high school, discovering how he's Spider-Man, going through these you know situations as Spider-Man for the first time, dealing with these villains, uh, dealing with uh, being part of the Avengers, you know, really learn who Peter Parker is as a kid before you see him as Spider-Man the man and I think you're going to see him evolve and maybe you'll see maybe four or five maybe even six movies with this kid plus all the Avengers stuff you're going to see and then eventually they'll reboot again that reboot is the one that I want him to do something different and not go with the Peter Parker storyline uh, you, you know what but they don't even to- have to reboot they could just build it into that storyline where they kill him after part six and bring in Miles Morales in part seven and continue forward that way I'd love to see them do something like that and never have to really reboot just continue the same universe forward and continue just in the same Avengers universe. That'd be something cool, cool to see also. With that, It'll be completely different from what we've seen before in the last five films, uh, which was just straight Peter Parker stories, you know? But to your point about um, having to see the first Marvel um, Spider-Man, Peter Parker, that's not entirely true because they did the first Marvel Ant-Man with the Scott Lang story. Yeah, but you can't compare Ant-Man to Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Why you not? can't do that. You, you can't. Spider-Man is he's a much bigger character. Much bigger. And I never but said no, no, they no, couldn't no. do it. I said it would be weird for them to do it. I just, I, I, it would be strange for me to see, you know, Miles Morales on the big screen in the MCU, knowing that Peter Parker's Spider-Man never interacted with these folks. Knowing in the comics he does, but in the big screen he never actually was part of the Avengers. He never took place in this storyline whatsoever. He he came before all that stuff happened. He died maybe 20 years before or whatever. It, it, that would be kind of weird to sell that. And for the mass audience of uh, Spider-Man fans, I think they'll find that a little strange also. So uh, them going with this storyline I think works for a few films. Then introduce a Miles Morales and you know continue the story forward. I think it's a beautiful way of doing it. And it continues to evolve the character's in this MCU universe where you would, you're not always stuck with Iron Man and Thor and Captain America. You can evolve to different characters and different variations of characters. You know, I'd love for them to have, you know, like, for example, the, the female Wolverine. Uh, be part of the uh, the MCU because you could throw her in there at, at some point. I mean, but there's you know different versions of these. You have the female Thor now in the comics also. They could throw in there eventually in the future. So I mean, there's a lot of different characters that you could eventually throw in there and continue to move the storyline forward without even having to reboot. Just continue moving it forward with new characters. And I think that's what they're going to eventually do with um, Fox's um, version of X Men. Anyway, they're just going to continue evolving the characters forward with different actors and stuff. And maybe well, different I, characters of the characters. 
after how amazing Legion's been for five episodes in a row, I, I just want I just want more X Men television. Like if they can get an actual like X Men show, like how they're planning on doing the New Mutant show on there, that that is this level of good, but with a more traditional X Men story. I, I I just I would love for Fox to have their own kind of Arrowverse type thing on television with X Men characters. That would be just wonderful in my opinion because. It's kind of what the, 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 the those franchises need more than movies, so I'm kind of, that's what I'm kind of more hoping for for the X Men. And since Marvel's in, involved with the television with Fox, they're, they're doing it conjoined together. I I got I got high hopes for um, Fox and the the future of the X Men television series. Is personally, yeah, I agree. Uh, Zod, I think that the uh, television aspect is really good. I, I've been enjoying Legion, so we'll see where they go. So we could all say that Marvel's killing it on TV right now, on all levels, even the Fox Marvel brand. Everything besides Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Like they, they yeah, just Agents of kill. S.H.I.E.L.D. needs to be canceled. Yeah, they, that, that, that shit just needs to be killed, but they are killing everything else in a good way. But that one <laughs> needs to be killed negatively. I don't know. It's a, really, uh, have you been watching it? Because it's not that bad. I mean, I watched the beginning to see what the um, Ghost Rider would look like, and it was just awful. And the fact that they're just bringing in life model decoys now in the fourth season—I mean, whoever's in charge of that show really just needs to be held down and just sock baited, man. Just put sock, put bars of soap in socks, and just beat his ass blue, man, because he is a horrible, horrible culprit to comic book fandom, in my opinion. He makes it, that show makes both Supergirl and Legends of Tomorrow look like golden, beautiful, epic superhero shows at their best. You know, I you guys always talk about Legends of Tomorrow, and you talk about how bad it is. So I, I sat down last week and watched the and watched the pilot episode, the very first episode, because I hadn't seen it, I hadn't even thought about it. And I thought the first episode was okay. I thought it was pretty decent. And you thought- like, you, you thought powerless sucked, dude. Honestly, man, you're getting your you're getting your cool guy card revoked, bro. Especially like it after really, like it really. No, I I'm not saying that I thought it was great, but it just it was decent. I mean, I I would rather watch that than watch Agents of and, Shield. And, and, okay, I, I will I will agree with you on that, but you gotta admit, dude, Vandal Savage can't act his way out of a paper bag. Savage Hawkman can't even find a paper bag to act in. The girl that plays Hawk Woman, I don't even want to get into that bag of worms. Basically, the only person who even tries to act in that entire show is the old guy who plays the, the one half of Firestorm. Yeah, everybody else, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, else ain't even... even <laughs> Poor Brandon Routh again, stuck in another uh, bad situation. No, but well, here, here's you know thing. what's funny? It's like he knows he's in... What well, He said something in the pilot, and I forget what he said, but he said a line almost as if he knows... He's that in show a sucks. So much piece of crap, and it, it was just hilarious to me. I'm like, there you go, Brandon. At least you're embracing where you are. Self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> I say this much though: uh, they have evolved that show a little bit, and some of the characters that did suck acting wise uh, are no longer there. Like, I don't want to ruin it for everybody, but it's, you know, it seems like you guys don't give a shit anyway. Uh, but like the Hawkman, Hawk Girl, they're no longer there after a while. They bring in new characters, especially in the new season that kind of makes it a little bit better. The, the acting is a little bit better. Um, Brandon Routh is still there, so the acting's not perfect on the show. Uh, it still has his issues. I'm just glad. I'm just happy to see Brandon Routh. But yeah, he's something. working. He's working. Yeah, so. no. Com- 
related, you know, a show, a steady show he could do, you know. As long as he's not in VR porn about Ghost in the Shell, what Zod thinks about me while he's watching. Yeah, that's. I, I, I'm yeah. happy for Brandon. You're never gonna, you're never gonna outlive that. You know that, Zod. You're never gonna outlive that. That's <laughs> thinking of you brother. the other day when I was watching this porn. I just want you to know that. <laughs> You're yeah. never gonna let that down, bro. That's a, that's gonna stick for a while. No, but look, uh, look. All, all kidding aside, Brandon, uh, yeah, he's not. He's actually not that bad on the show. He's he's okay on the show. But the show, the first season does have a lot of problems. I thought it was not a very good season. The second season has picked up a little bit. Uh, I do like the uh, the overall like um, kind of nod at Doctor Who that they give on the show. I don't know if you picked that up yet, Zod. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Rip Hunter. That's the Doctor. Yeah, These are his companions. Like the yeah, the ship is his TARDIS. In fact, one of the consoles looks like the center console of the TARDIS. And actually, it was a. And actually, it was a. I, th- I believe, if I'm not mistaken, it was a theft as well. It, yeah. wa- it wasn't even his ship. He wasn't even supposed to have it. So, yep. another yeah, Doctor completely, who. Yeah. Uh, completely ripping off the Doctor, which is cool. I mean, I, I enjoyed that. Plus, they got the actor who played Rory on Doctor Who. So. Right. Right, well, Doctor Who play. ripped off Bill and Ted, so it's only fair play. <laughs> Wait a second. That's 50 years <laughs> apart, buddy. <laughs> I know, I know. I was just being the American in the room. Bill and Ted. Another wow. Doctor Who ripoff. Great one, though. Probably the best one that there will ever be, aside from maybe fan fictions. You know they're making a, they're supposedly making a point three, right? Yeah, um, Alex Winters actually finished writing it, and it's going into production. Like, Keanu uh, announced that, like, it's going. So if Keanu is actually saying, like, yo, this is happening all, like, that means it's it's going, man. Hmm. And I got hope. Awesome. I hope he gets to do some John Wick shooting in the head in it. You know, it'd be cool to see Ted just blast some fools. You know, after seeing him in The Matrix and his John Wick, Going back to Ted Theodore Logan, it's gonna be just epic. I mean, it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be, t- it's gonna be kind of tough to see though, you know. Like, right. He's such a yeah. badass. Now. After John, how's he gonna Matt, step back? Neo, all the characters. After John Wick, he doesn't need he doesn't need to do another character. He can just be John Wick forever. Well, that, that, that's kind of the plan. I think they got like thirteen of those things planned. So, what John Wick movies? <laughs> or at least, at least stories that some of them they're planning on doing comic books and stuff for. But yeah, no, there's supposed to be like 13 chapters. Wow. I don't, I don't think we're gonna see 13 films though. But that'd be great. I'd, I'd sit through all 13. Yeah, no, if they get some, if they get a good writing team on it, good artists, I, I'd He's be done for some, some good movies though. I mean, come on, think about Man of Tai Chi. That was pretty good. Yeah, no, I like Keanu as an actor. Keanu's a good actor. I think yeah, I don't care what anybody says. I like his, I like I like Keanu Reeves as an actor. I think he's a Speed is one of my favorite action movies from the nineties. I love Speed. I don't care what anybody says about that movie. It's a fun oh, movie. No, Speed, Speed one's great. Speed two is yeah. the one that, to make fun of. I don't understand yeah, why a, they even oof. made Speed two if they couldn't get Keanu Reeves. The whole point was was. Keanu Reeves. That was yeah. the whole vehicle, his character. I, mean, I don't know what the I even, I, I even love his um, John Constantine movie, even though that was like the most loose adaptation of the character probably ever. I yeah. liked the way he played it. I liked the way that film was shot. It was it was great. And yeah, no, Keanu's always been one of my favorites ever since I was a kid. He's cracked me up. He's Here's a, a question for you guys. Who would be the, a character you'd like to see Keanu Reeves play in either the Marvel or DC universe? Ooh, that's a good question. He would have been a great yeah, Doctor Strange. Question. He would have been yeah. a really good Doctor. Um, I'd like to see know. him 
play a uh, submariner. <laughs> he'd be good. He's yeah. got that. He's got that half Asian look, like how they always draw Namor having. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I could see that. I could definitely see that. I'm gonna go with Submariner also. Namor. Yeah, no, no. I'll go ahead and just throw in on that one because that that is brilliant. And he's got uh, the he's got that weird kind of like speech pattern, and he kind of seems like he's from another world. So I can actually believe that like he's from Atlantis, and you know, just shows up. You know what I mean? And uh, as for as for DC, I don't know, maybe Nightwing. Way too old. He'd be an older Nightwing. Well, an but... older Nightwing, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Red Hood. Possibly, yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, especially after John Wick, yeah. I could totally see him as Yeah, racist. seeing as uh, Jason Todd after John Wick, yeah. Uh, totally shooting up everybody, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws. Oh, no, 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 that comic was too silly. I, I'm, I'm talking about, like, when he first showed up with Under the Red Hood, when he brings, like, the black masks, his own lieutenant's head in a duffel bag and shit. Like, Oh, right. yeah, yeah, that would totally work for him, though. That'd be great. Another you know, R-rated point, DC you know, movie. What, at one point in the 90s, they were looking at him for maybe Superman, right? He'd have been all right. They even joke about that in one of the uh, Matrix movies where he's flying around. He's like, he's like, he's doing his Superman thing again. <laughs> right, right. They gave Neo was, those Superman characteristics. So. Right. That was the whole purpose of that joke is because he was actually in talks with Warner Brothers, which are the the house that created the uh, the Matrix films. <clears throat> or funded the, the, the pictures anyway. Uh, he was in talks with them to maybe play Superman for a little bit. And then Brendan Fraser got in the mix and then. Brendan Fraser is Superman? Yeah, he was actually, he was in the running. He uh-huh. tested and everything for it, yeah. And, uh, supposedly they liked the way he looked at Superman more. Remember, that's when the mummy was originally, like, the big hits. Yeah. Well, no, so no, I'm, I'm a Brendan Fraser fan. I just, I'm, just, I'm just having a hard time seeing him as Superman. I could see him, like, as Arrow, <clears throat> Green Arrow. No, actually, Brendan Fraser as Superman is almost like too ideal. Like it, it, it was, it would be too perfect of a casting, and they would never. Yeah, work he's he's, he's got that he's got that camp to him where you can just right. believe that. Oh shucks, I love my mom type character. Right. I mean, if you not only that, but the way he looked back in the nineties when he was like you know younger and stuff, and uh, he, I mean, he was a pretty you know built guy. So uh, his size, he was the right size, right frame, and he had the look of like a young of a Clark Kent. Or Superman, but he did have that old Chucks, you know, like Midwestern, like, you know, goofy type of look to him, which he could pull off a Clark Kent easily. I mean, he really could have. Uh, I think if he would have been too ideal, maybe too much of a throwback. Yeah, you, really with Superman, you need to modernize him a little bit for today's generation. Not, I'm not saying go overboard like Zack Snyder did with uh, Men of Steel and. More like, more like Smallville. Cast Bruce, Cam- Superman. Cast Bruce Campbell as an older Superman. There you go. After, How about Casper Van Dien? After Ash vs. Evil Dead, you can cast Bruce Campbell in anything, and I'll watch. I will watch it. Yeah, Bruce Campbell. Let's see who he'd be perfect at DCS. Oh, there's too anything. many characters. Bo, Bo. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking <laughs> Noble, Shazam. Yeah. Him is Shazam, though. I think he'd too be old, hilarious. Though. Yeah. He'd be great, but he's too old. Maybe like he 20 years been, ago. He would have been great 20 years ago, yeah, as yeah. Shazam. Because he's so campy, too. It would have been hilarious yeah. at Shazam. It would have been perfect. <laughs> but just th- think about that. Him as Shazam and Brendan Fraser as Superman in the uh, Justice League of the 90s. Huh? Oh, man. They, they, they would have... They they Those plays Justice League pilot, the TV pilot that they did in the 90s. They would have 
They would have beaten Marvel to the punch of the superhero um, film franchises being off the chart, though, if they would have done that. If they'd had those two goofballs, uh, they would be revered. They'd be kind of looked down upon films because they were 90s and cheesy, but they'd have had a, they would have kicked that open the, the whole genre and people making superhero films. Yeah. I think if those two were actually cast and they made those films in the 90s, it would have been good. With Keanu Reeves' Batman. Oh, that sure would have been interesting. <laughs> I'm Batman. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, I'm the knight. <laughs> the knight is mine. Yeah. <laughs> the dark knight knows kung fu. I will kick your ass. Uh, he could do whoa. He could do Batman. Just look at the way he does John Wick. He could play Batman. And then Mark Wahlberg is the Flash. Hi. My name's Barry Allen. Say hi to your mom for me. Oh my god, dad, yeah, dude. We got a whole a horrible Mark Wahlberg impersonation. What the hell? Where would that come from? I don't know. I was trying to do how Will Ferrell to play the Flash. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's the Joker. Will Ferrell's the Joker. <laughs> no, Will, Willem Dafoe is the Joker. I'm sorry. Willem Dafoe is the Joker. Have you seen Willem Dafoe? Like, this guy, I mean, he, I know he played the Green Goblin. But he yeah. is the perfect incarnation of the Joker. Like his face looks like the fucking Joker. Like I was watching some stuff on uh, on Google uh, a few weeks ago about the Joker's casting and stuff, and how Jared Leto looks nothing like the Joker. And I was like, I agree with that. And then I was looking at some actors who would be better suited because of the way they look. And Willem Dafoe was number one on the list. And when I saw him, I was like, Holy shit! I never saw him before. But that is the freaking Joker right there. Like that's the face. Yeah, he could pull of the it Joker. off too, guaranteed. Oh my god! The, no makeup needed. He's, he's a Joker. The fact that he was a goblin is superfluous nowadays. I mean, Batman is going to be the Vulture, so right. You know, like. The Green Goblin can play the Joker, in my opinion. Like the, that door's been kicked down thanks to Michael Keaton. I completely agree. At this point, yeah, I completely agree. And uh, again, nobody was born to play a part. I think more than in uh, who's he playing? Who's he playing in the DC universe though? Didn't he get cast as somebody? Did he? He's gonna he's gonna play. Yeah, he, didn't he get cast as somebody in a DC movie? Um, if it's not the Joker, it doesn't matter. Yeah, if it's not the Joker. The only thing I really know that he's got coming out that everybody's been talking about is him as Ryuk in Death Note. That's kind of the only thing I really know. Yeah, I know that, writing. but I'm thinking, I thought he got cast as something for DC. I don't know. They got that whole DC Marvel exchange program going on. <laughs> well, I mean, some of these guys, you look at Chris Evans, he's played seven different comic book characters throughout his career. So, I mean, like, you can't really be like, oh, dude, this guy can only play one character, you know? Like, no, like, I know. I know. I'm just saying. It's like, thanks not, to some just... of these guys, like, that, that that wall doesn't really exist, in my opinion. Not anymore. Yeah. I, I, I mean, like, I, think, I, think, I think Captain America, more than anything else, is the one that really knocked that wall down. Uh, with Chris Evans playing Captain America after he had played Johnny Storm before. I mean, uh, you know, those are two pretty big characters. He, and... he played Johnny Storm. He played um, Jensen and the Losers. He played Nick right. and Push. He played uh, Casey Jones in the animated Ninja Turtles. And then he also played um, Lucas Lee and Scott Pilgrim. And then since then, he's played the dude in um, Snowpiercer. I mean, he's played so many comic book characters, it's not even funny. <laughs> Which is cool in my opinion. I like Chris Evans. He's a goofy bastard, so I like I like that he likes to stay busy. So not only that, he loves the comic book genre. Yeah, he's one of us, really. his, 
He's got the motif. He's got the physicality. He's got the humor for it. I mean, he's he's basically a damn comic book character in real life, in my opinion. No, not not only that, point. but he's he at heart is one of us. I mean, he's a comic book like nerd. He loves this stuff. In fact, he was like begging ba- basically the gods to like get him the the Captain America character because that's like his favorite character. Uh, and, and that was his favorite Marvel character as he said growing up. So he was like you know begging and hoping that just because he played Johnny Storm, it didn't take him out of the running for Captain. America, that's the one he really, really wanted, and I remember, like, you know, seeing interviews where he was uh, kind of, like, you know, praying for him to, to get that role, and when he got it, he was, like, the happiest he's ever been in his life and stuff, and you can tell that comes from, like, a person who really is a fan of, of the comics and a fan of the character, so that's why I enjoy, like, you know, having an actor like that who really loves what he's doing, because this is something that he's loved his whole life, which is kind of like going back to Doctor Who for a second here, which is kind of like uh, weird to see that Peter Capaldi stepping away from Doctor Who after three seasons, considering how big of a fan he's been his whole entire career or life of the Doctor. He, so. From what I've read, he said that um, it just takes too much out of him. He 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 should have got it when he was younger, I guess. He just is he, he gets beat doing the action scenes and stuff. You know, that's been the excuse for all three actors. I mean, and, and when you look at the show, it's not like there's a whole lot of, like, running around or... Yeah, they do a little bit of running around, but it's not like, you know, anything strange well, or with, major. With, with, with the ones that came before him, I can call bullshit, but Capaldi, he's, like, going to be 70, right? So, I mean, I can kind of get I can kind of get behind him saying that. Like, Eccleson, um, Tennant, and Smith, like, yeah, those guys are, like, 30s, so... Yeah, yeah. they're, like, just being lazy bitches, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be realistic. I mean, Zai, do you have uh, anything to throw in on that? <laughs> I, I, oh, I thought that. Uh, I know you're a Doctor Who fan too. I so. thought Capaldi was going to jump, was jumping out because of the bad writing of this past season. I mean, maybe that's what it is. I don't I, know. I, I think that I think that seasons, might be seasons, my friend. Seasons. seasons. Yeah. But too, <laughs> well, you know, I was trying to give him, you know, some current. No, but it's not. It's not even his fault because you know I had an issue with his age early on. When we've had this this discussion before, uh, but I didn't hate him as an actor because I thought he, you know, he's a good actor. I've seen him on other things and he's been good in other things he's done. And uh, you know, I think he could be a great doctor for Doctor Who. But the problem is the writing, like you said, has been just atrocious. And this hasn't just started with him. The writing has gotten bad from like after season two with Matt Smith. From then, like midway to that season, started getting like really bad. It may just it continued to just completely, you know, drop out, drop off, and it just it never picked up again. It never got interesting. Like a lot of the stories are just like flat and uh, they, they're repetitive and storylines, and uh, the acting is just it, it's got. I mean, it's British acting, so you you know you, you expect it, you get what you get. Some of it's great, some of it's not too great, uh, you know. But it, it's it's weird, like they. They get actors that don't really fit the merit, the you know the motif of the doctor, and they throw him in there with him. Like I'm looking at the uh, the casting for the new season, and I don't think I'm gonna like anybody on the show. Tilda Swinton isn't Tilda oh Swinton God. the new doctor? What? No, no, Tilda Swinton. No, there's uh, a little short guy and uh, the new uh, companion. It looks oh. annoying as shit. Well. The thing that really bummed me out. I don't, out I don't think about, they. I don't think they've announced who the new doctor is going to be yet. Still Capaldi for this series. So um, now he is going to get regenerated either after the last episode, maybe during the last episode, or maybe during the uh, Christmas special. They said. The thing that really bugs so. me, bums me out, is Capaldi was on the um, show uh, Musketeers, and he was playing the Cardinal, and he was very, very good on that. And he, they killed his character off so he could go play. Um, 
Doctor Who, and you only right. did it for such a short time. Like, I wish you would have stayed at and the Musketeers. I mean, the, the the subsequent seasons of Musketeers didn't suffer, and they had great villains following forward, but Capaldi was just amazing as the Cardinal. I mean, he, I think that he could have really, I don't know, the show could have been a little more epic if he would have stayed on that. Yeah, I don't understand it. I mean, and again, he's such a huge fan of the series. I mean, I would expect him to go at least five, six seasons, and, yeah. and then maybe call it a day. Almost well, like, like a, almost like a Tom Baker in the way in the way that he right. was, like fan being on there for so long, being a fan for all his life. I mean, you would have think thought he would have did it until he was about to die, pretty much. I mean, Tom well, Baker I, would Tom Baker would be the doctor now if he could. Like he would still be playing the role. Like he could me. Like I think what, Tom Baker is one of the well, and and you know he does it. He does it. You know, to his credit, he continues to do it through the uh, through the audio, audio dramas. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, if but if he could be doing it live action, he would be. And he's over eighty, so yeah, yeah. I think the writing probably has a lot more to do with it. I think he came out with the "I'm old" thing, so he didn't shit on this show, and like he can get another job right afterwards because nobody likes somebody that comes out and poops on what they just were on. So I think he kind of like. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if the writing is what drove him away. I mean, that seems to have been what gets a lot of people off of shows lately. So, yeah, I mean, that's been my complaint from like the last uh, you know four seasons, and and even going into this season, like even with Capaldi, the cast. At first, I was put off by the cast because I was like, it's a step backwards in a sense because you have you know now gone through like three doctors that are modern day looking, they're young looking to go backwards to an older doctor. After you introduced you know a new audience to these doctors. Uh, I felt like it was a little bit of you know of a mistake, uh, and you know the ratings showed that. I mean, the show's ratings dropped season to season because of the fact that the audience wasn't really connecting with the doctor, um, and that's something they're they're addressing. I think also, I think it's not so much only the writing that sucked. I think just the fact that the doctor didn't connect with the audience as they expected it, and the ratings dropped, which is I think part of the reason why he's leaving. I don't think it's. You know, and I know he's going to use the age excuse, and we're going to be like, okay, yeah, he's you know, he's in the seventies, of course. You know, it makes sense. He was, but, he was the same age. He was the same age, I believe, as the first Doctor Hartnell when he started. But but different different time, different eras, and he's in much better shape than the first Doctor ever was. Oh, the well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, sick was, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. He was in much better shape, and he, you know, right. so. So I, I mean, I don't think that is so much an excuse because you're going to see him probably go and work in movies and do other things where he's going to he's still be going to be tested as physicality wise. So I mean, I don't think that's the exact reason. It's an excuse, but I don't think that's the exact reason. I think most of the reason really behind his departure is because of the ratings drop, because of the fact that the audience didn't connect to an older doctor after coming off three younger doctors, and even the TV doctor for the TV movie Paul McGann was youngish. In the movie, he wasn't a young guy, but he was like what in his mid thirties around there also. So you've had now four incarnations of four doctors that were were younger than what we were used to in the eighties. That I think played a, a big part of it, and they saw the ratings drop. And I think the BBC were like, you know what, well, we need to like make money with the doctor. We need to like get the ratings back up. So I guarantee you, the next doctor is going to be somebody who's young and hip, a Matt Smith type of doctor. Tom Holland. No. Tom Holland. No, but it will be a young person, fifteen year old doctor. They're, they're talking about the guy that played uh, what, what's his name on from James Bond from the Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Right, he's a young uh, hipper. What's his, type what's of his name? Doctor. No, I can't remember his name now. But he, but they're Wind, saying when something when he was uh, what, who did he play? He played uh, uh, the new the male the wasn't he Money Penny? Not Money Penny, but uh, no, the, the gadgets Q. guy. What was, was his name? Q. 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 
Oh, the new the guy that played the new Q, really? He'd yeah. be great. That guy is hilarious. So yeah, no, if ben, he's the new doctor. His name was Ben something. Right? Ben Winslaw or something like Winchair that. Winchair or something like that. Winshaw or something. He's yeah. got a British name, I got you. Benjamin yeah. Winchaw. No, but actually Winchester he, Hampshire. <laughs> he w- he would look actually ideal for the role of the of the modern doctor. And he'll bring back so. he'll bring back the Matt Smith fans. All the little right. girls that left yeah. when Matt Smith regenerated yeah. into the old guy. <laughs> Put a bow hey, tie on him and they'll be back. But let's be real, you know, you're in the business to make money if you're if you're in TV or you're in movies or you're whatever. And I'm sure I'm pretty sure they saw that drop off and they saw the drop off in sales, even on the Blu-rays and DVDs that they sell. Well, Remember, even, Capaldi, this is a big even Capaldi so. said he wishes he would have got it when he was younger. Of course, I think he would have been he would have been great with it as a younger guy too. Totally, of course. Yeah. I mean, that's just the, the way the cookie crumbles. Now, he at least got to play the role. Hey, that's great. He got to play the part for three seasons. It, it is weird that he's leaving after three seasons because he is such a huge fan. Uh, by the way, the guy's name is Ben uh, Wishaw. Wisher, hire Sham. Going to get it. Put more more British flair onto it. Wisha, like that. Wisha. Wisha, Wisha, Wisha. And then now you're doing a rap, man. Come on. British, yeah, well, British. I was trying. Oh, who's join? Is that the California guy joining us? He's going to he be honest to, with me. He was trying to call in, but uh, Skype wasn't allowing me to accept the call for some reason. Hold on, I got a cough. <laughs> Hold on, oh, people. Jack is coughing. Hold on to your hands. Hold on, guys. Yeah. California guy. What's going on? What's up, California guy? You guys on the air? We're on the air, uh, but since you called in, I had to, like, dump the other call, so let me add the other guys back into the show here, because uh, Skype is doing some weird shit where it doesn't allow me to actually pick up the uh, the call without dumping okay. the, the other callers. So uh, oh. I unfortunately have to dump them to be able to take your call. But you're that important to the show, California guy. What's up, buddy? How you been? Oh, we're doing great. Man, I'm mad because I can't even... Call in on my Skype. That's what I'm mad at. I can't still use my Skype yet. I don't know what's going on with that account because I don't really like not using that Skype on here. Cause I don't like using my phone no more. So I'm kind of spoiled using Skype on here. You know they they have a so function on Skype where you can get your uh, your password reset. You should look into that. <laughs> okay, and I want to make. Yeah, I want to. Yeah, I, no, no, it's not that. It's my phone because I have to update my phone too. It's all going at the same time, so. But I was using my phone, but then it's been messing up when I use the Skype for other situations. Like when I talk to people, that Skype is it's just messing up. So, you know, I just didn't want to sabotage the show with that Skype. That's why I was well, calling in. And I, I, hear tra- I hear traffic in the background. What exactly are you getting into today? Like, what's going on? Oh, you can hear traffic. That's why I didn't want to call. That's why I wanted to wait. I'm trying to rush in because I know the show ends at 7. Damn it. Okay, <laughs> hold on a second. You kind of sound like you're underwater, got- too, man. Like, yeah, are you swimming with Aquaman? Right. What's going on with you this week? Under the sea. Oh. Under the oh, sea. <laughs> yeah, let's all hold on a second, guys. Let's sh- sh- yeah. A moment of silence, please. For California yeah, for our guy. dear friend, the California guy. By the way, my Under friend, uh, the new member of the round table is going to be on next week uh, full-time. He uh, had an issue with this headset. That $1,000-looking headset uh, was getting him trouble, I think. Yeah. Oh no, that's horrible. <laughs> well, well, the thing is, is when you go when you go on and you <laughs> set 
you try to set the the levels right, and it, it's kind of hard to get used to leveling your mic. No, that's, your that's head, see, so. but that's why the headset we use for PSN is very simple and straightforward and elegant, and it works. Ow, pow. And yeah, you no, sound, the, and and you it's sound like 25 bucks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if it breaks, it's not really a big deal to get another one. Right. But that $1,000 one, if that breaks, that's a calamity. Ooh. That's yeah, that's a life breaker. That's you better have it have it insured. That's all I gotta say. Liability on reals. Absolutely. <laughs> By the way, guys, we have a uh, top ten list tonight. We're gonna read off in a few minutes here. Uh, just reminding the audience, tonight's top ten is top ten movies we would like to see in VR. And also, we have the top ten box office results for the weekend. And uh, any minute now, California guy is gonna get back on the air with us and uh, say something. Okay, yeah. You there he goes. Yeah, you go out to do a man on the street joke right now. Man on the street report with California guy. I was so yeah, California you guy. You got to do that. You got to get chased on. by a dog. Please get chased by a dog. That was the best. Dog. Yeah. Chased by a police dog. That'd be even better. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's about to be some jokes on that. So I'm going to have to take the hit on that. It's about to be some jokes. It's about to be that tonight, man. This is, this is, I hate this, man. You know, we did yeah, mention you happened. earlier um, where um, we were talking about, um, what, was it that, what was it that we defended him on? Uh... Kong oh, Skull Island. Uh, Kong Skull, yeah. So where where you, you were saying that you thought it was going to flop and uh, Johnny Alpha here was, uh, you know, he was gloating at the fact that it opened up with $61 million. And uh, Which I defended one? you, the uh, the Kong, the new Kong movie. Skull oh, Island. man, Alex said that too. Well, 2.0 said that, I mean. 2.0 said I, it. I, def- I defended you that, I defended you saying that even though it opened up at 61 million, it doesn't mean it's a hit movie. It still might flop if it doesn't have a strong second and third week. And if it doesn't have strong legs, you know, the, the big drops are gonna like be effective and it won't, it won't bring back its budget because it's a pretty expensive movie. So at that point, it would be considered a flop. So, you know, you yeah. still might have it on the money where it might still be a flop, but. Oh, it is a flop? S- no, no, no. It's, it- it is a flop though, because it didn't, it didn't get. The, it, it, it is a flop though, so I mean, it didn't bring in the money it needed. But you know, paper. I, I mean, sixty-one million for paper. March is decent, but it's sixty-one million for March is good. But but I mean, no, no, no sixty-one million for March is, is a good opening, but it's not like eighty-five million, ninety million, a hundred million. Like it really should have made, considering you know the the production you know budget that it has and the push that it's gotten you know with marketing and whatnot. I mean, this movie should have opened up a lot bigger, considering also when you look at other uh, productions that open up bigger, like Deadpool, which opened up huge, considering it only cost a fraction of what this movie you know cost to make. So when you look at you know things like that, and Kong is such a historically iconic character that uh, everybody knows who King Kong is. You know that's an iconic you know monkey character. So I mean, yeah, this is that a character guy that. that- He's that guy that Denzel Washington that don't got shit on Denzel Washington. Exactly. So I mean, we all, we all know who King Kong is. So I mean, when there's a movie of King Kong and it's this kind of a budget behind it, this kind of cast, this movie should open up a whole lot bigger. So sixty-one million, while it's nice, I thought yeah, eighty-five what? million to ninety should have been more around the target you know they were going at. So it, it's still underperforming, even though it's nice. It's still underperforming, and even though it's nice, it has a huge chance of flopping. It has, it really, like I said earlier, it really determines whether it flops or not the second and third week, whether it has legs or not. That's really what's going to determine if it's a flop or not. What comes out? Well, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast gonna knock that one out. So Beauty and the Beast oh, yeah. comes out next weekend. It's gone. Yeah. So you might as well yeah. say that's, that's a wrap for that movie because you got Beauty and the Beast next week. Uh, you know, Logan kind of killed that too. Yeah, remember Logan killed 
some of the momentum for King Kong. So that's what that is. I mean, it, 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 I, I call that Chip is going to not make that money. I called it in advance. All that I'm mad about is the Iron Fist detection. That's what I've been pissed off at. Oh, we, we, we covered we, Yeah, we covered that in um, detail a little while ago, but if you want to chime in, yeah, go ahead, Ben. Let us know what you think about that. We kind of were talking about oh, yeah. how the yeah. early review the, the review of the early episodes was such bullshit from fake-ass critics. I'm going to chime in on that. I am going to chime in on that. You go ahead, give us your two cents on Iron Fist and all the bullshit reviews. Go for it. Okay. I'll do that as soon as uh, we get back no, on. Right now, we're on. Go, go. Oh, okay. Sorry. Okay, <laughs> that's up, everybody. I didn't know it was on the air, man. You're talking as if we don't. Dude, we've, we've been on the air. What are you talking about, California guy? We've oh, been on man. I'm glad to use up a fantasy. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to talk about Iron Fist then, I guess. Tell us about Iron Fist. Go ahead. Yeah, man. I was reading on uh, reviews. <laughs> Shout out to, to Johnny for posting it on Facebook. Because, you know, they, um, what's the word, Hollywood Reviews, that I was reading Variety, and all these publications are sabotaging uh, the show now. Now that the show is getting sabotaged, you got these DC fans uh, sitting up here gloating, like we want, like they won the victory or something, and the show didn't even come out yet. So that's the thing with me, the show hasn't come out yet, uh, so I'm trying to figure out, like, where did it flop at? You know, uh, I don't know if you guys are God or anybody anticipating that coming on. So I don't know. No, I'm looking forward oh, yeah, to no. it. Yeah, I'm down. And like we, we were saying that did all of the Netflix shows have started out slow. So judging off the early episodes and saying that, oh, it's dead in the water and it's just boring, it, it, it's kind of ridiculous because all three of the shows kind of, uh, that have come out so far have all had kind of very slow beginnings. So, right. I, no, especially I, a I character like this. I mean, you have to kind of like tell the origin and tell, you know, the backstory first before you get to like how badass of a, of a character Iron Fist is when he becomes Iron yeah. Fist. And it's kind of a, one of those stories where you can't just like rush through it. You kind of, you got to really tell it properly. <laughs> That's why a Netflix like, yeah, you know, series, the, oh, yeah, exactly. That's why a network series is the perfect way to go because you can kind of tell that story first two or three episodes and then get into the meat of who the character Iron Fist is and go forward from there. That's why I actually I love the fact that it's on Netflix. To be honest, this is a perfect medium. Uh, for uh, it. And, and, and let me say this real quick about it uh, uh, about Iron Fist. I, and I got three points to make really quick. Iron Fist. First of all, this is to all those. Super fans talking about he's Asian. I just want to say something. I'm glad that we're talking about it. Iron Fist was white in the comic yep. book. Danny Rand is white. So anybody listening to this show, y'all got permission. <laughs> take the clips. Take what I'm saying. Put it in groups everywhere on Facebook because Iron Fist is a white character. I've been reading Zod? Iron Fist for 20 years. Got all the issues, and Iron Fist was never Asian. So all these never. people saying Danny Rand should have been white is stupid because he is never. And that's the thing. These internet trolls, Twitter trolls have been saying that he is Zod? an Asian character. <laughs> and I'm like, man, the whole origin of the character is Iron Fist parents, wealthy, went over to the uh, kingdom, I can't pronounce the kingdom right now, so in my head, I read the while, Kim Young, what the, yeah, Kim, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to, but no, they went over to the country, and the whole purpose of Iron Fist was that he's Caucasian, and he's learning martial arts, that's the basis of his origin, now, you got fans that never picked up a comic book in their whole life, 
saying that Iron Fist is Asian, and I've been battling these trolls for, not battling them, but I've been saying, man, you got to pick up the comic book. And, and you know what's so funny, too? And, and Johnny, he's a big Iron Fist fan. So one of the staples of Iron Fist is his relationship with Misty uh, uh, Knight. That's the whole purpose, because they're the first interracial, major interracial couple in comic books and Marvel comics. So that's the whole purpose of Iron Fist and Misty Knight is black and white, not black and Asian. So all this stuff there about him supposed to be in a... And, black and you know, yellow, black and 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 yellow. There's no black oh, and sorry. yellow. I'm, I'm there was no black I, and yellow, though. I got caught up in the moment there. The, <laughs> yeah, so I've been hearing that. Then here's another weird thing that's going on, too, is that now with the show being on the air, they're trying to sabotage it. And something Johnny said, I think, on Facebook a while back was that Jessica Jones... You know, these same critics is praising Jessica Jones. Now, I'm sorry, Jessica Jones is okay, but the only thing Jessica Jones had going for themselves was David Tennant and Luke Cage. That was what the thing that was going on with Jessica Jones. But outside of those two factors, the show was very, very uh, uh, bland. So the, boring. Yeah, I'm, I'm being nice. I'm trying to be a little nice to it. I mean, there were some things about Jessica Jones I liked, but, you know, like you said, it was boring. Some, some episodes were boring. So I'm trying to figure out, like, it's sabotage, man. This is the internet, and they're sabotaging. And I think it's not going to work. I think when the show comes out this Friday, everybody's going to love it. Everybody's going to praise it. Um, and I'm not paying attention to all the fanboys and these detractors who have never read Iron Fist comic books in their life. Never read it. So I don't care if people can say we're being comic book elitists on this show. They never picked up an Iron Fist book. Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm proud. I, I'm a proud comic book snob. I don't care if anybody tries to... Get mad at me about it. I, I, being smart and knowing your shit is never anything you should ever be ashamed of. End of story. Oh, yeah, but I've been getting, you know, I've been getting talked about. We've been getting talked about because we, like, you know, the comic books, you read the books, but it's all about that source material. And Danny Rand is white, and he is a billionaire. It's nothing like Michael B. Jordan being uh, Frank, uh, 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 Johnny Storm. It's nothing like Kingpin and Michael... And it's nothing like that. Danny Rand, this is actually the most faithful casting that, you know, they got for Danny Rand. So I'm looking forward to Iron Fist and these DC fanboys. It's not no victory lap. So guess what? You know, Wonder Woman is going to tank. It's not going to do that well. So that's to the DC fanboys that are saying that, <laughs> you know, this is weak. You know, then Wonder Woman is flopping in. She, uh, I mean, crap. I know I can't say the other word, crap. <laughs> you know, because we we professional here, so I can really cut. Hey, I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. You know, looking at uh, you know just some of the imagery and you know trailers and stuff. Finn Jones, the guy who's playing Iron Fist, he looks just like the the comic book. I mean, he wasn't somebody I even thought of originally because I didn't know who he was as an actor. But looking at him now and looking at the ways he's going to portray the character, he looks like he stepped out of the comic book pages of Iron Fist. Right? I mean, this is like ideal. The, the only thing. The only thing is his hair's a little longer than I've ever seen Danny Rocket. He, Danny usually has shorter hair. That's about the only difference yeah. I can say about the actor and what the character's supposed to look like, which is not a big thing to cry That's about. Not a big I'm deal, not, no. I don't care. Yeah, his hair's just slightly longer than I've ever seen Iron Fist rock his hair. Which, yeah, that's about the only thing you, you could bring up and cry about if you want to. But who wants to? Like we were said yeah. earlier, you're crying over milk that wasn't even spilt. I mean, mm -hmm. there, there's there, nothing wrong being done here. With, with casting no. the characters, how he's written. No, it's nothing wrong. And the fans, I'm trying to tell you, 
What's going on is Hollywood reporter variety, all these stuck up limousine, uh, yep. sober drinking, uh, reviewers, they're yes, looking I. at it and they're not understanding <laughs> it. They're, they're not understanding it. It's nothing wrong with Starbucks, but these guys are some stuck up reviewers and they're going and reviewing the six, and I hope the fans do not listen to that. They review six episodes. Oh. And, and, and then they're, 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 they're trashing it. They're after six episodes. But I don't believe that it's as bad as they're saying. I just don't believe that. I think the Iron Fist is going to be the Captain America, first Avenger of the Defenders, uh, uh, universe. So that's just my whole opinion about the whole, uh, thing on that. So, um, and well, I, I'm going to speak with. The whole thing is, is it's it, the SJW culture has infiltrated Hollywood so deep, and and I, I I really get a feeling out of some of these reviews is that they wanted to trash the show about it not having a uh, not having an Asian actor, but they didn't want to sound too controversial, so they found this really silly scapegoat of the show being slightly slow to try to trash it. But uh, in my opinion, it's all just social justice warrior pandering. The, the reviews that have come out so far. That's Look at really the end. Of, at the end of the day, you know, make up your own minds. Watch it, you know. And if you're a fan of the Marvel Universe, if you're a fan of the comic book, give it a chance. Watch it anyway, no matter what the reviews say. Because I found myself, you know, loving movies and TV shows that the reviews always were negative on. So I mean, I don't judge things by the reviews. Just you know, give it a chance. I almost guarantee you're going to walk away liking or loving the show because again, they have nailed it every time so far on, on Netflix. So, I mean, I, I expect this to be just another knockout. And I am looking forward to the Defenders. I'm looking forward to the third season of, of Daredevil, uh, season two of Luke Cage. You know, these are these are shows that are just awesome. And, you know, I, I have no whatsoever, I have no doubt that Iron Fist is going to be in the same kind of vein. So forget about what the reviewers say, man. I say just everybody's listening in, give it a chance, watch the, you know, the thing when it comes out. It comes out, what, in a couple of days? It's when it's, uh, it comes out in yeah, four yeah. days. Four, four, days. Days. four days. Mark your calendars or four days. Go to Netflix and just binge out, watch it. And uh, I'm telling you, you're going to love it. It's, it look, Iron Fist is a great character, and it's a character that's long overdue to have some kind of cinematic or TV, uh, you know, incarnation. And I'm I'm just ecstatic that they're actually going this route, and they're showing us these characters that I've been, you know, wanting to see, you know, brought to life for a long time. And, you know, just... You know, this is a lot. Of, I kind of agree with you guys. This is a lot of fanboys from the DC side. I think trying to just shit on Marvel because you know DC gets shit on every time they drop a movie. You know, and it's look at Rotten Tomatoes. You know, that doesn't lie. You know, it, it happens. But why does it happen? It's because DC has been dropping a lot of shitty products. You know, they hey, on TV they they're doing good. You know, nobody hates on their TV stuff or their cartoons. TV and animated movies is where they're ruling, but their comics. But Marvel's comics suck right now, too, so, like, they're kind of hitting Well, comic books in general right now are kind of, like, you know, shitty. I mean, let's be real. I mean, they... they, No, no, this is a wonderful... This is a wonderful time to be an independent comic fan with with labels like Image, Black Mask Studios, Red Circle... Yeah, but the big two, the big two, you know... DC it's, it's and Marvel awful time is, for big two. Yeah, it's awful. It's, the, it's awful. the 90s all over again. Yeah, it's worse. But they ran out of ideals. You know what, though? They ran out of ideals, though. I think that the comic book, the big two, has ran. I, I read some Rebirth, by the way. Shout out to Zod. Zod put us on to Rebirth. So I read some stuff for Rebirth, but my only trouble with Rebirth is they're taking, like, a too long to get to the big storyline. So you got to buy a lot of books in order to get that big, that big uh, story and the, the, you know, the payoff. And so DC keeps trying to, for the last 10, 12 years, do these big payoffs. 
and you don't get a payoff. So that's the problem. Right. You got the, the uh, Watchmen in there, which was cheap, cheap. I know people are going to get mad, but it was cheap to put the Watchmen in there and merge them into the universe, and then you do this big temple simple mystery and well, then not, not use them for very much either that was the other problem like mm-hmm. you know they bring in watchmen and then you don't hear from them really it's just co- sort of window yeah, dressing rebirth, rebirth started off very interesting i had high hopes for it but it fell flat on its face fast man within like well four or five issues i was i was done with it I do like the I do like the Detective Comics though. The Detective Comics book is a lot of fun. I like that I like the team that's in it. Anything that's got Cassandra Kane in it, I, I I have time for personally. And you know, I, 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 gave, Kane. I gave the New Fifty Two a chance for a while, and uh, I kind of stuck with it for a few weeks and read a few, you know, at least as much as I could of uh, like Superman, Batman, Justice League, you know, stuff like that. But um, after a while, man, it just it, it felt kind of like boring as shit. Like it, it was the they're thing- just like they're going nowhere. The thing about New 52 and most of the weird things that um, DC puts out with their relaunches is the really interesting comes out, things come out in the books that are small, really weird that nobody reads, like Dial H or um, Threshold, The the Hunted, and um, uh, and Insurgent. There was a couple other really neat New 52 books that only ran for about five to six issues and were canceled. But, I mean, like, they could have been amazing if they would have given them a little more time and – and that's that's the sad thing with DC. They just put too much stock into their A-list heroes that are boring, and they think just changing the costume a little bit is reinventing the character and modernizing it. And like, right. they need to somebody needs to slap Dan Didio out of the Silver Age into story. Yeah, now they're just mm-hmm. changing the origin, uh, like the sex of the character and you know race of the character or whatever. That's not, not that, that's a big thing. Now that's going to make oh, it all no, like, D- better. Now that that's what that's what Marvel's doing. DC was doing that with DCU, but like yep. with um. With Rebirth, they're back to the normal versions of the characters, but Marvel's on that kick now, where they're all tumblered out and like everybody's got to be a girl or black yeah. or some other thing. Yeah, that's stupid. That's stupid. And you know they shouldn't. Um, I I'm go, waiting for the I'm I, waiting for the but, first transgender character, by the way. You won't get that. You're gonna get yeah. that. But uh, one of the things that's I, I don't Batman. like about the book. That's <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. That's gonna be the new the new Wobbin's going to be a, a trans person, and you better respect his pronouns, God damn it! or BuzzFeed's <laughs> going to make a video about you. Terry Kelly. There, there you go. go. <laughs> wow. But no, uh, yeah, the change of the black characters, Asian, black, because I, I watched Riverdale uh, show, and, you know, they changed, like, Jody the Pussycat's black, and they turned Pop Taste black, they turned... Uh, everybody black in the show, and you know, I just don't think that that's too PC right there. That's too much political. Bro. They turn Reggie into a Chinese guy. You know, Reggie is Asian, and I think it distracts when you start to change the races like that. When you start, dude, and, for, and Marvel do it too. Marvel has done dude. it too with dude, 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 Power dude. and Jimmy Olsen is black. On Jimmy Olsen is not black. That's all I'm saying. Well, the, the problem is, oh, is they dude. made him. They made him very affluent and suave. That's the problem I had. If they got like a black nerdy guy in a sweater vest and a bow tie, and like, and they had him all awkward, that would be fine. But the fact that he's like all suave and Morris Chestnut with himself, it's like that. That, that is not. <laughs> he towers. He towers over Superman. He looks like he can kick Superman's ass on the show. Like, that's not Jimmy Olsen. Like, what the? F- exactly. Look, I didn't care if he was a black Steve dude, but Urkel. get some guy who looks like a Steve Urkel type. You know, yeah, like exactly. Little scrawny dude, like that's that's Jimmy Olsen. This dude towers over, like he would whoop Superman's ass. 
I'm not sure. Like, he would. He would. He is bigger than Superman. And you know what's sad about these characters? The black characters that they got in the comic book, the existing black characters from the comic book, like Mr. Terrific or Arrow, he is garbage. I'm sorry. I don't care what nobody said. I hate that Mr. Terrific. I've been a Mr. Terrific for fair for almost 12 years, Michael Holt, and he is, not only is he homosexual, which he's not homosexual in the comic book, but he's a nerd. I'm going to be honest with you. Mr. Terrific could kick Green Arrow's ass. That's a fact. I mean, Mr. Terrific is way tougher than Green Arrow. But when they brought him to the Arrow show, he's gay. He needs Arrow. Green Arrow is the weakest DC character in the comic book universe. And Zod, you're a comic DC man. Zod could tell you. And, Jekyll, you've read lots of DC. I know that Johnny is more of a Marvel man, but Green Arrow is the weakest of the He's my favorite, but he's the weakest of the characters. Green Arrow, and I would say Aquaman, I would say Aquaman's weaker of a character, but Green Arrow is pretty weak of a character. That's why I think in the last, like, 10, 15 years, you've seen him trying to, like, butch him up and almost make him, like, a Batman type of character because he was such a weak character going in. So now you see, you see him more like a Bruce Wayne, Batman-ish type of character, and that they've kind of made him more of a badass in a sense. And I like where they're going with some of, some of that, but uh, I don't mind you know them doing that because at least it's evolving the character into something better than what he was. Uh, especially for TV, since they can't use Batman on TV for whatever stupid reason. At least you could have this as the alternate version of a, of a Batman-like character on TV. Well, so it, so it kind of works in that sense. Plus, it at least gives him a little bit different life. With, and he's still the Green Arrow, because he still dresses like the Green Arrow. He still shoots the bone arrow. I mean, he's still the Green Arrow, but you're giving him his backstory, you're butchering it up a little bit. I don't, mind it. No, the, I don't mind him changing. Don't get into that. I don't mind that changing. I'm mad at Mr. Terrific being on the same show. And a character like Mr. Yeah. Terrific, he's the second smartest man on Earth. He is smarter than Lex Luthor. Yes, he's a tactician and to make Mr. Terrific. So, so he's on he's the like show. he's like he's like Tony Stark in Marvel. He's like almost as smart as Reed Richards. He's you know what I mean? He's supposed to be a damn genius, but they got him playing a retard or what? Something he's playing like a retard. He's playing a he's playing a retard and it's and I know what people who say West because of his sexuality. Okay, we can even move past the sexuality part. He is not he doesn't have the traits of Michael Holt. Um, in this show, like when you see Black Panther in the Marvel Universe, he has the traits of Black Panther. He acts like right. Black Panther. He was able to face off against the Winter Soldier. I mean, he was really able, you see him fighting the Winter Soldier. But Mr. Terrific and the black character, that's why I think Greg Valenti is racist. I know this is controversial on here, but that's why I call Greg Valenti a racist uh, for the Arrowverse because Greg Valenti does not know how to use black characters and Hispanic characters. So, you know, Greg Valenti is a bigot. That's why I, I've said well, that many he, times. He's awful with women, too. He thinks that having a strong, independent woman means having to make him the most annoying bitch alive. Like Iris and Laurel, I, I, I oh, really want to like the character. They're both beautiful, but they just make them such thundercunts that it's just impossible mm-hmm. to even have any affection whatsoever for the characters whatsoever. <laughs> you just want to slap them and tell them, shut the fuck up! Will you just be nice? You you could be a strong woman and not just be an awful fucking woman at the same time. I mean, come on. That's one of that's yeah, one Iris of the main problems I have with those shows too. Yeah, Iris is yeah, Iris you know, again, because Iris was a white character, but when they cast of uh, this sister to play uh Iris West, she starts off okay in the first season, but it she seems how and Wally this guy that's playing Wally and the T V show, they look like mismatched, they look too mismatched. Iris, I don't mind um, Wally. I don't like the actor who's playing Wally West. To be honest with you, I think he's, oh, he's badly, he's, yeah, he's badly cast. 
The guy, he's just not a good actor. But Irish, I think no. she's she's cool. She's very, very pretty. I mean, she's a beautiful She's beautiful, girl. yeah. No, uh, I, can, I can look at her. Good Lord. Fine. Good Lord. But it's the material. It's no, but the, the material the material's okay. I mean, I don't like the the mat. Like, first of all, I would have preferred them not to not even have the West in there at all and have you know, Barry Allen's story told without you know, you know, the, the Irish West or 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 any of the Wally West storyline in, involved in it. Uh, but they went that route. Whatever the show works, I like the show. It's a great show. Um, her character, I don't mind. I think it fits in properly with you know the Barry Allen that we have on the show. I, I like their their interaction. I think they actually make a genuine couple on the show, and they uh, they have good chemistry between the two of them, which I, it's kind of funny. I didn't think early on they were going to have good chemistry, but they actually they have pretty good chemistry between the two of them. But the Wally West character is so badly cast on that show that really oh, yeah. it's it's off putting. It's just off-putting. Oh, I don't care that he's black. Yeah, I don't care that they made him a black guy, but he's just off-putting the way he plays the part. He's so horrible, and they're, tr- they're trying so badly to like you know make him into a badass and to like you know uh, push him as you know as one of the Flash. Because I guess they're trying to really build the uh, the Flash, uh, I guess universe on this show. Like you know they're gonna have multiple different versions of Flash running around, which I, I find even that kind of annoying. Like stick to one storyline and tell us the storyline of Barry Allen. I like the Earth Two stuff from season two. I thought that that was kind of fun with Zoom and like the the uh, other Flash. I, I, it was neat, but the, the, now they're just going uh, uh, way overboard with it. They're going yeah. for retarded. Want to got use that kid term, Flash? They got the term. girl Flash. They got the you know, Zoom Flash. They got Reverse Flash. Are we gonna, now? Mean, are we going to see the you know, are we going to see the father back as Flash again too? The one from the nineties. Well, he, he in was, the second he season, he was. In the second season, he was the real Flash, and the guy that was pretending to be the Flash was Zoom. So, right. yeah, his, yeah, the guy that played his dad was the Johnny Quick Flash with the hard hat and the wings on it at the oh, end. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's Jake Garrett. Yeah, he's going to come out uh, on several more episodes, uh, I guess, you know, going forward. Uh, but, yeah, no, they, there's a huge spoiler with, you know, because he was the father also in the uh, in Earth 1 uh, of Barry Allen. He's Barry Allen's real dad, and he wasn't the Flash in that Earth. He was just his dad. Uh, there is a huge twist, of course, into when they reveal that he is Jay Garrick, also in the Earth 2 or whatever. So there's... Earth 3. There's a, Earth, Earth, Earth 3, yeah. Earth 3, yeah. Uh, the, I mean, there's a lot of neat twists and stuff with, with the character, but you haven't seen Season 2 yet, right, Zod? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, so man! You, you stopped at Season 1, right? Like, you only saw Season 1, or did you see the whole thing? Yeah, I saw Season 1. Okay, you got. I don't know what you're eating, but I'm sure it's delicious. But check out season two when you have uh, some time on your hands, and uh, watch the entire thing. Yeah, Netflix it or hey, Plex it, and uh, just watch it because it's it's awesome. I'm telling you right now, it's, yeah, it's, it's a wonderful season all the way around. Yeah. Just really yeah, well done. Cool. I like it. King Guys, Shark's we, in it, man. When King Shark have, showed up, I, I shit a brick. We only have a few minutes uh, before we have the Rich Giordano show on the air, so we're going to move on. And uh, stay there, California guy. We have two top ten lists to go over before we uh, run out of time here. And the first is the top ten movies we would like to see in VR. And uh, I'm going to let uh, Johnny Alpha here go first if he's ready. Johnny, you ready? Yeah. At number ten, I have Rogue One. At number nine, I got John Dies at the End. Number eight, I got the 80s classic Night of the Creeps. And number seven, nice. I got the wild Japanese movie Versus. And number six, I got Die Hard with the Vengeance. Number five, Hardcore Henry. Number four, Godzilla Final Wars. Number three, Sin City. Number two, A Field in England. And number one, 
Phantasm. Of course it's Phantasm. Come on, guys. Oh, <laughs> I missed that one on my list, but that's an excellent number one. Uh, Zod Ryder, what you got for your top ten list? All right, uh, number ten, I got Avatar. Number nine, <laughs> number... number <laughs> it's got pretty blue colors, man. Yeah, I'd but. like to see how that would work, how that would work in VR. Number nine, The Matrix. Uh, number eight, Justice League. Number seven, Terminator 2. Number three, any of the Batman... No, um, wait, 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 where, where am I at? <laughs> Batman and Robin? No, no, no. Yeah, any of the Batman movies. Um, then I have... What, what number was I at? That was number that was number eight, right? Well, just find Batman yeah. and go work down from there. Yeah, number, number eight was... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I totally threw myself off here. <laughs> Go. Uh, okay. Number uh, number six is Terminator Two. Uh, number number five is Star Trek. Number four, Final Fantasy. Number three, Ghost in the Shell. Two, Star Wars, and the number one movie I'd like to see done in VR and be able to walk around Blade Runner. Nice. Be awesome. Which Final Fantasy though, spirits. Which any any of them? I just think Final okay. Fantasy in general would be a nice environment to see yeah, the, in VR. The, yeah. the the Part Seven movie, Advent Children, would be rad in VR. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yep. Uh, my top ten list is number ten, Star Trek Into Darkness. I'd love to see that in VR. Uh, number nine, The Resident Evil. Uh, either the first or the second one that came out with Mila Jovovich. I'd love to see that in VR. <clears throat> number eight, The Dark Knight. Love to do that in VR. Uh, number seven, any other Star Wars prequels, but really mostly I would be thinking about the Revenge of the Sith. I'd like to see that in VR. Uh, number six, Ghostbusters, the original Ghostbusters, not that bullshit remake we had last year. Uh, number five, <laughs> Civil War. I'd love to see that, that, uh, the scene of the airport in VR. That'd be awesome. Uh, number four, Spider-Man 2 with Tobey Maguire, because he's still my Spider-Man. Uh, number Tug three, that's right, Tugboat McGuire. Number three, <laughs> Tugboat. Uh, it's a perfect name for that guy. Number three, Deadpool, because why not? Deadpool's awesome. Yeah. Number two, Rogue One, a Star Wars story, because it's Rogue One, and it was awesome, and I'd love to see that in VR. And number one, any of the Star Wars original films, uh, Empire Strikes Back will be probably one of my list, uh, but any of the three would be fine. I'd love to see the trilogy all in VR. That'd be awesome. Uh, so there you go. Uh, any uh, notable uh, ones that I've missed? Uh, I would say maybe Rambo. I'd love to see that in VR. Uh, Goonies. Let's see that in VR. But that's my top ten list. Uh, California guy, you have of, anything you want? Temple of Doom, Temple of, Indiana Jones. Temple of Doom. Yeah. yeah. Especially when, you're, when they're riding on the mining cars. That would be epic yeah. in VR. Gremlins. What, what's the, what? What's the, what, what is VR? What is that? Because I was trying to understand. Oh, virtual, virtual reality. reality. Oh, virtually okay. Let me go on a quick list then. Uh, I guess number ten, Friday the Thirteenth. Number nine, uh, Child's Play. Number eight, uh, Pulp Fiction, of course. Uh, you see a pattern here, seven, guys. A lot of murders. What's to be in the middle? Of a lot of murders in VR. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 Pulp Fiction. Uh, <laughs> number seven, uh, 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 Ramble. Uh, number six. Uh, There's so many good movies out there that I like that we might have seen in VR. Number six, Hellraiser in VR. Uh, number five, 
I wouldn't mind seeing Never in the Stories, the original one from the uh, 80s, Never in the Stories in VR. Number four in VR, I wouldn't mind seeing Star Wars, A New Hope um, in VR. Number three in VR, um, what's the other one? Um, I had it in my head, too. Shaft, I wouldn't mind seeing Shaft, the first movie, the real Shaft in VR. And number two in VR is Captain America Civil War in VR. And my first top movie in VR would be, um, damn it, I just had it in my head and I could not. It's going to make you guys laugh when I'm about to say in VR and that's Dawn of Justice in VR. I'm not saying that in virtual reality, even though it's weak. Hmm. I look at the graphics in it. So that's why I put that as number one. Oh, yeah, the environment would be interesting to see. Guardians you know? of the yeah. Galaxy. I can't believe none of us said Guardians oh, of the Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. Ideal. I mean, you could, so, you could come up with a top 100 list, honestly. And Yeah, that would definitely pal, pal. be on my top 20 easily. Uh, well, that's the top 10 VR California guy, you know, a great list. Thank you for, uh, you know, joining us this weekend. Uh, and and really, the only that, way it would work... The only way any of it would work is if we could, if we were actually a, like a, like a character, like an extra on, yeah, while it was going on versus, you know, not just watching the movie, but actually being able to walk around in that environment completely. Oh, that's, that's how I saw it. Yeah. I thought I, I took it as we were like in the movie. We weren't watching it in the VR theater. Yeah. We would actually be there. Yeah. Be incredible. I mean, you wouldn't be able to join in on the action. You'd just be able to, you know, witness it third hand, but you're still walking around the environment. That would be really neat. Uh, now let's go move on to the top ten <laughs> films for the weekend. And this is coming out from boxofficemojo.com. Ten this week is, uh, Zot, the writer's favorite movie, uh, Fifty Shades Darker with 1.6 million. Uh, number nine, Johnny Alpha's favorite movie, La La Land with 1.7 million. Number eight, my favorite movie of the week, John Carter Chapter Two with 2.7 million. Number John seven, Wick. John Wick. John, John Carter. <laughs> John Wick. Yeah, John say. Wick. Coach Carter. John Wick. I, chapter two. I wish they made yeah. a John Carter two though. That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, number seven, uh, California guys for your movie, Hidden Figures with 2.7 uh, million. And, uh, number six, uh, Before I Fall, nobody's favorite movie, because I don't have another person to point to it, uh, with three million, uh, here on the list. Number five, all our favorite movies, the Lego Batman movie with 7.8 million, uh, came in five this week. That movie's still killing it at the box office. Uh, number four, The Shack with 10 million dollars exact. Uh, number three, a movie that I just saw this weekend and absolutely loved, Get Out. Uh, about in $21 million, and that's still killing it at the box office. Number two, Logan, which was number one previous week, uh, about in $37 million, a solid second week for Logan. And number one this week, as we said earlier, Kong Skull Island, brought in $61 million this weekend. Uh, strong opening, let's see if it holds up and has legs. If it doesn't, then it's Flop City. If it does, then it's Profit City, and then we are merited more sequels. If not, we're going to have another 15 years before we get another uh, Kong movie made, or 10 years or whatever it is. That's usually the uh, the spacing between Kong movies. You know, it's, it's funny because it's becoming like kind of like the Terminator series, where if it fails, give it a few years, we'll reboot it again. Right. I just hope they don't again. ever... I- I just hope they don't try to do Kong Lives Again. I, I, I can live my life without ever seeing King Kong get a heart transplant ever again. Never make that remake that movie. That's all no, I got to ask. Never, ever, ever. I agree 100%. No. I agree 100%. Yeah, they'll, uh, let Matt, they'll let Matt Reeves do it because of the, you know, because of the Planet of the Apes movies. 
Yeah, and maybe Ben Affleck will play King Kong in it. That'd be wonderful. King Kong, sad, I mean, yeah, sad sad Affleck as King Kong in Ben Affleck has, he has a chin for it too. He has a chin for Kong. Yeah, he, he looks like a, he looks like a living walking Harambe meme. Yeah, dude, Ben Affleck was born to play King Kong. Now, if we have any uh, ideas of how these movies track, check this out. I'm going to kind of, uh, because we have a couple minutes left. Uh, tracking on, on right now, uh, Kong Skull Island versus Godzilla when it came out of the three day totals. So you kind of understand what I'm saying where this week is still flops on. Uh, the three day total for Kong, as we said, is 61 million. The three day total for Godzilla was 93 million. So that's a huge difference. And that's the kind of difference that they wanted for this movie to have. They wanted a Godzilla type opening because that would have at least assured that this movie would have made over 200 million, uh, overall. At least it would have guaranteed that much domestically. And that's exactly how much Godzilla made overall was 200 million. So think about that. It opened at, you know, at, at huge opening, right? It opened at 93 million for the weekend and it only made 200 million domestically. So it dropped off very quickly, very fast at the box office. And they, you know, they kind of, ex- you know, that's kind of what a lot of folks are expecting to happen now with, with, uh, Kong Skull Island, where it's going to have that kind of drop off week to week. If it does, that doesn't bode well for this franchise. That's why it has to have strong legs and cannot perform the way Godzilla did. If it performs the same way, then we're looking at 130 million domestic box office. Uh, that's not going to cut the mustard for a, a big budget project, like, project like that. So, um, you know, Hopefully it does well, man. I, I, I like the character, so I, I, I hopefully it uh, has strong legs. That's all I can say about uh, well, I'm a, I'm, Kong. I'm a Tom Hiddleston fan, too. I kind of hope he gets another hit out of it, hopefully. Yeah, so. Guys, we're all out of time here. The roundtable is done for the weekend, and we'll be back hopefully next week with uh, more uh, geek, to- uh, geek talk and movie news and stuff. And uh, now coming up next is the Rich Giordano Show, so please stick around for that. He'll be on here in a couple minutes on psn-radio.com. It's been a lot of fun having you guys on here with us uh, this week. California guy, thanks for calling. Appreciate it. No problem. And uh, thanks and for Zod's having gonna, top 10 be off the bat. Look at that. And Zod's going to be watching porn, thinking about all of you out there. So just think about that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. VR porn. VR porn all night. Guys, we'll be back next week. Take care. Stay classy.